want to do the uh, introduction? No. Introduction? No. Your show. We're we're uh, we're in it. Dr- this is the introduction. Yes. This Dream Warriors thirty nine. Three. I gotta write down three nine. And uh, oh. with Mark up there. Hello. Yeah, what was your nickname? I don't remember. I we, I, we forgot your nickname. I don't know. Mark the Merc was the was the temporary nickname, and then I I don't think we loved it. So We're I guess if, if it's not it's not a good nickname if we don't know it. Well, so, there Mark, you go. Mark the Merc is here, mm. and we're going to rock and roll. Let's hit that music. <laughs> The, uh, it's kind of funny too, cause the 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 big goal at one time was fifty, like fifty was, um, like almost like the uh, like I, I I viewed fifty as such an uphill battle, mm-hmm. and the the like the gap like the time between one and twenty five seemed long, mm-hmm. and now twenty five to fifty seems to be a sprint. Right and um, it's it's good, you know. Like it's uh, you and I are, are far far more consistent than I think we we've ever been. Just just in like uh, our level of communication, like we haven't been this back and forth. I yeah, think, since uh, it's funny. I, I think our back and forth is still it's still not a lot, but it's it, because we know our brains are very similar. So it'll just be like a word, and we'll be like, yeah, like it'll be like <laughs> this. It'll be like a quick opinion, and go yes, agreed. Like it'll just be like agreed, yeah. agreed. Well, because there's so much dumb pop culture stuff, it just hits all the time. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I I also think a a piece of it though too is that we we're so much more familiar with one another's lives now. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not in each other's shadows. So when you, like, don't respond, or if, even if it's, like, like 8 o'clock on a Saturday, and I might have texted you at, like, 3 o'clock, like, I'm like, like all right, he's he's doing stuff with the, uh, like, with the girls. He's being, like, <laughs> like super dad. And, and, you know, and then maybe you'll hit me back later that night or, like, Sunday morning, and, and there's, like, none mm-hmm. of that, like, like, what, 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 like, what's he doing? Like, <laughs> like, right. I, that, this was a important question about this trailer. This is an important question about what was the last one? Was it was it Black Black Panther? We were hitting each other to Black Panther. Is that what it was? Or we, I don't yeah, remember. yeah, there, there was a. I think I think I said wrote look, something about the poster. I'm like, I hate the poster. Like, I hate it. Yeah, just you know what? What there's uh, you, you want to get right into Black Panther? Yeah, yeah, we'll do the. Tra- well, I'd say do trailers. Or you want to flip, but we've been we've been teasing the button for episodes. Should we just stop and then just go straight button? button. I want to. I kind of want to talk about Black Panther. <laughs> All right, so we'll flip to trailers and then back. My favorite. Well, it's the segment. Well, that's the segment. Though. Okay. Trailer well, bar what, trash. You know what? Though let's let's just do the button. All right. Let's put a put a pin in it. Put a pin in the button. Yeah, Is that a thing? I don't yeah, know if that's a thing. Too many to, analogies. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, how would you ex- like? All right. So I am Johnny No. Johnny No. Johnny No. Johnny DC. I. Uh, yeah. Maybe I bought this. Right. Maybe I bought this because. I was in the bookstore. I, I, I picked it off. Whatever, whatever the reason is. <clears throat> I'll tell you why I bought it. So you're standing at the newsstand, 
and the cover's there, and Batman is holding a button that is... You, it looks familiar to you, and you don't know. You're like, what is that? Is that what, the Watchmen button? I don't know why. Okay. So, I mean, because I, I think that's the way the, the first... It's, how it's, it's actually the that first uh, issue, and the first issue of Flash that it crossed over to, that, that's the cover. As he's holding the button, and... Yeah. It's the same cover. It's just the same. It's the same cover, same artist. It just, uh, to, it just, it's the same button. Yeah. So, like, do you do you attribute some of the this all in bet that now that that DC editorial has with Watchmen? Do you contribute any of that to <coughs> the movie? Like to like not just you, what you would say the success of the movie, but the advertising and the awareness that came through that campaign. Well, I'll go through kind of we'll we'll back up to kind of explain yeah. what what is what is the button. So, um, DC every couple of years has to reset itself to new readers. Yeah. So they had one called the New Fifty Two. It didn't work, and reset itself meaning that like the first issue of Justice League, it's like the first ever issue of Justice League. No, there's been seventy. You know, there's been years, 50, 70 years right. of Justice League. There's yeah. seventy five years of Wonder Woman, but New Wonder Woman number one comes out. So the most recent incarnation, the fifty-two, the new fifty-two didn't do that well. Um, they created a new universe, uh, not new universe like Marvel, but they created a new universe called Rebirth, and there wasn't one shot called DC Rebirth, DC Universe Rebirth. Yeah. And in that, uh, it was basically a brand new continuity. Some stuff kept from the old continuity. Some stuff yeah, was brand so, new. Yeah. Uh, so, real quick, let's let's just bring like the whole reboot idea. Um, the reason why it's necessary for DC Comics. Uh, just go through the quick history of that. So we have like what's called the Golden Age of Comics. Mm-hmm. Golden Age, thirty-nine to sixty-three, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, a lot of these DC comic being a, a great example of it. They, um, you know, companies absorbed one another. Okay. So at one point, DC Comics had just like a lot of characters that were owned by um different companies and uh but they're they just wanted to make comics to fill the new stains to you know make sales stay in business Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so we hit the silver age like we'll just face forward to the silver age and and marvel through a similar process okay but marvel kind of had a little bit of magic dust meaning Mm -hmm. right people at the right time and they did they just made comics like connective with continuity mm-hmm. okay so uh fantastic four could reference spider-man spider-man could reference x-men and and everything like lined up everything swapped and built off each yeah. other correct so at at this point um because it became like a little bit of status quo dc emulates this and there, you know the, uh, it was like a little bit of escalation like meaning that um, Fantastic Four, you would have challenges of the unknown on the mm-hmm. DC side. Um, Fantastic Four, Justice League of America on the uh, DC. Like so, th- for DC, this was only sustainable up until the eighties. So maybe like a solid twenty years of of kind of like non-connective storytelling. Um, there were there were multiple so different books had different continuity. So for example. In one Batman comic book, he was married to Selina Kyle. They had a child, mm. you know, who was the Huntress. Yes. And then another book, he was just Batman. Like, it was just, like, right. a normal... Yeah. And then, so they had to just destroy... So the way they explained it away was that it was all multiple artists. And you said that, so where they acquired different companies... <clears throat> so you had 
DC at some point acquired all the Charlton characters, which is the question, Blue Beetle, uh, you know, so the Peacemaker, they had all those yeah, characters. Peacemaker. Yeah. And they, they put them in their own world in the Charlton. So they created so many worlds. They were Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth Z, Earth, you know. Uh, they acquired Shazam, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, so they put them in a separate yeah, world. Yeah, was Shazam acquired, was the company Wiz Comics? Wiz Comics was, uh, I don't know who or owned that's that. Who Wiz Comics it. was the first appearance. Yeah, of the them. first appearance. Yeah, uh, okay. So they, they had all that. So they, they basically created a... a uh, a series called Crisis on Infinite Earths, which basically destroyed everything, and then and just started a brand new. Yeah, it's just realigned. So this and it's very, it's good. It actually is. Yeah. I believe. I still believe it to be very, very good. The mo- very yeah, effective. I, I, I agree. It's the most effective. So um, a little bit of the um, magnification of that was that for people who were religious about their comics at the time, yeah, and, and there, there was a lot of people. Uh, this was something to be. Uh, like, yeah, like you kind of had to read it, you had to own it, you had to mm-hmm. track it down, and on top of that, you had the post Richard Donner Superman movie mm-hmm. that projected almost like what the new attitude was going to be in DC Comics post crisis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, I kind you know, like, I, I still say, I think collectively as, as a company, uh, post crisis DC had. Um, the 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 most sustainable version of every character. It was like, the best Superman. So like John Byrne take. rebooted Superman, Man yeah. of Steel. Um, you know, like technically, like a little bit further down the road, but you know, you got the Frank Miller Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, the now never used Frank Miller uh, prostitute Cat Catwoman, but right. still the best <laughs> effing version for mm-hmm. uh, for obvious reasons. Um, you, the birth of Suicide Squad. Um, mm-hmm. Or the rebirth, because Suicide Squad was a military, yeah, uniformed unit that fought giant crocodiles in <laughs> in rivers in Africa. And then they just created Santos. <laughs> yeah, Ostrander created like just a strange anti-hero Suicide yeah. Squad. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, the Flash, Flash. Uh, the Flash was probably the biggest one, and I think that's the connective tissue of all the crises. Yeah, the Flash is important. Um, the one scene in uh, Batman vs Superman where. The Flash shows up and he's just like in a strange head mask and just yelling at Bruce Wayne, who's Lois. asleep, who's asleep at his Lois. computer. Yeah, Lois is the key. Whatever I don't know what he said. Yeah, so uh, uh, but that—that's the exact moment from Christ yeah. on Infinite Earth. So, where so quick side note: I don't think we talked about this with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Quick side note: Quick side note. We're gonna go right back here. Um, every single one of the DC extended universe movies, whatever the heck I don't even what whatever the heck they're called. There's email. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they all have a vision. Did you, did like, I don't, do you think that's purpose? Do you think that's on purpose? That, what do you mean? Well, like, uh, well <clears throat> so Superman has his vision with Zod when he's aboard mm. the Kryptonian ship. You know, that the Earth is, is doomed. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, the Flash vision. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, the Enchantress gives them all visions. Of their happier life, or mm-hmm. how things might have ended if they were like whatever. Wonder Woman has her vision of the apocalypse. Mm. Okay. So like, I, I don't know if that's if that's something that no one's picking up on. Like right, like no one, no one's made that connection. Right. right. This is a right. Dream Warriors. No, that's right. Dream Warriors exclusive. Dream exclusive. TM. Okay. Okay. So. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Okay, so so crisis hits. 
That's 86. Flash, Flash gets concreted as... Okay, so... The Baron Allen dies. Yes. To the, create the new... To make sure the worlds would all combine. Yeah. I forget okay. exactly why it does. But anyway, so Wally West, who was the kid Flash at the time, he takes over and he's he's our... I would say he's our Flash, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Our, he's our Flash. Yeah. So I'm 40. Uh, you know, you don't have to disclose your we, age. Uh, yeah, we... um. I'm 18. Right. No, so he's so. 18. So, um, so that's my flash. So even yeah. when I see when I watch a television show, there's elements too. There's a lot of elements of the Barry on television that is Wally West. There's yeah. a lot of Wally West in the Barry that they make now in mm. Rebirth. Sorry, that's yeah. just the way it is. Uh, so all right. So let's just go from Crisis to the next. So okay. I I need a little bit of your insight on this. Mm. We have zero hour. So that was, so crisis worked for eight years. Okay. That was ninety four. No, yeah. So that was what? So that's yeah, eight years. So, so eighty six was crisis. So yeah. So zero hour hits. What was what was the editorial? Was it more editorial to do that, or was it more um, like we need to like kind of do something because the comic industry itself was in escalation. They they wanted everything to be very accessible, and it started to get you know what happens is it gets continuity bogged down, and when that happens, it gets confusing. It's impenetrable. It gets, so yeah. the impenetrable comic book is, you know, you go back to the Chris Claremont like has stated, you know, every comic book is someone's first. Um, sometimes you can the, the what's happening what happens now is you pick it up and you're like I have no idea I can't figure anything out. And at around movie time, we always complain about this because the the comic books when you go in and say, "Hey, I want to buy a blank yeah, comic yeah, book," yeah, remember going through. They're that. completely when X Men came out, it's completely impenetrable. You can't go in and buy an X Men comic book. Anything like what's on the screen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on and on and on. You have to buy the <clears throat> X Men movie spinoff or yeah, buy you have, comic you, book. Oh, you can yeah. buy these one shots. So we, these are just for you, and you'll never buy a comic book, and we'll never see you again in this comic book store. <laughs> yes. So okay, there's so there's sure. a lot of there's a lot of badness. Yeah. Now, what's funny is that you know us as comic book, we were comic book managers of stores. Um, we hated those. We hated the tie-in books, yeah. and we also hated whenever the the books turned closer to the movie versions because we were like, wait a sec. Like, we were mad all the time. I mean, I guess I'm mad all the time. Like, in this no, aspect, you no, know, I feel I, that I was mad no, a lot. There, there, there was a period that, that I went through where, um, yeah, again, this is why I'm vocal about it, where I thought it was like their right, to, like, their right was to please me. Mm -hmm. Like, and, you know, and it's just like, man, that's such a backwards way of, like, looking at, like, anything because what does DC Comics care about Peter A. DeLuca. DC Comics um, doesn't want to go out of business, and right. and that's that's kind of and, and and it's a little bit what we were speaking with the uh, pre-show. It's it's a little bit of an ego shot because mm -hmm. because you have to kind of track the source of betrayal. Where is this feeling of betrayal coming from? When they kick Joe Casey off a of cable and they bring in Rob Liefeld for the epic Apocalypse Showdown for Cable seventy five, like one issue. Yeah, and <laughs> I still hate that. Yeah, dude, it's one of my all time all time hates. Like mm. all okay, but um, because I was so in, I was so into that that run at the time. Mm. Yeah, but no, okay, so DC Comics does zero hour, and that triggers zero issues now. Uh, line wide, which really kind of didn't have any changes for, you would say the top characters. It was more uh, experimental yeah. changes for Manhunter, Doctor Fate, mm -hmm. Primal Force. Buh. 
<laughs> that was led by Red Tornado. Um, well, right, yeah, like, the only thing that kind of, to me, uh, that like, well, Starman course. came out. The Starman that worked, that yeah. worked all the way through. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and that that was what an eighty issue run. It was a seventy, Eight. and then there got some one shots and specials. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you know, why I just dug up today. I was going to uh, I totally forgot to see when it existed. Primal Force. <laughs> Primal Force. Now, um, uh, Hellboy, Batman, Starman. Uh, what a wonderful! <laughs> it was like the most. I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> yeah. You know how much I like. I loved all those. I was like, oh my god! And it was all. And it was. Uh, you know, it was written by. It was written by Robinson. Yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, Magnola drew it, and it was colored by Dave, yeah. uh, Dave Stewart, and, and it opens so with was, Magnola Joker, and I and I never. Oof. And I, scary, right? And yeah. I never oh, I can ne- think of that. And he's I, like, like this, like yeah, crouched down. Yeah, and, and it's like I never, I forgot that he ever drew the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like it was so new to me when I went through it, and it, and it was only two issues, right? That was like mm-hmm. a two issue, yeah. Like, but they were thirty page issues, so yeah. there was like sixty solid pages. That's all. Yeah. I, um, fantastic stuff. Okay, so and it's completely in. What's what's crazy about it? Is it's completely in both continuities. And it's on the cover of the Starman um, omnibus, and it's collected in Starman out. So I don't even know how, whatever arrangement they had. Yeah, that's I just figured it's placed exactly where it fits in Starman continuity. Those Starman omnibuses are amazing. They're yeah. fantastic because uh, there's a there's a uh, uh, there's usually a preface and then like a afterward a huge afterward by Robinson James Robinson every issue. So those are those are top notch. Those are gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but I would say the ninety four. So the zero hour. So I would say so. Okay. So crisis is one Earth, and everything started. They put out a mini series afterwards called the history of DC, the DC universe. Yeah. That George Perez did beautiful. Yeah. Like, just amazing individual prestige format drawings. Um, yeah. Uh, those were characters. Those were almost like library esque encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. Brown cover, blue cover, and then there was a direct market leather bound edition. Mm. That was right. me, but I think that was slipcase. I been, forget how that. That came might have been out, one yeah. of like the first like slipcases that the yeah. industry ever put out. And it was um, so that <clears throat> what that did was that basically set the DC universe. Everything, everything always is kind of set that like the Batman and Superman at Genesis that happened at the same time ish. Yeah. That like Batman's <laughs> parents were shot the exact same minute that the yeah. the spaceship what? landed. Yeah. That was I think it was a zero hour concept. Yeah, and you know, um, um, which was perfectly illustrated by one of my ex boys, Ed McGinnis, for Superman mm-hmm. Batman One, mm-hmm. where they and um. I and I guess somewhat like oh uh, yeah I love I love that first like the first three issues of that yeah, were just like were just perfectly like, symmetrical yeah and um, and then good Jeff Lowe good job Jeff Lowe and then it becomes um, Shogun Superman Batman Shogun giant robot by like issue six yeah. and then there's eighteen characters from both families in that I mean you even had Captain Adam they put Captain Adam in mm-hmm. Superman's family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what uh, yeah, but it's it's Ed McGinnis or it's prop it's Ed McGinnis proper because mm-hmm. I don't respond to his artwork right now oh um, so um, yeah so, but yeah so so Crisis sets everything back maybe 10 years that is if like Batman's 10 years old so the whole point of all these were Batman 10 years old but the kind of the funny thing with Watchmen is that they um, so right when Crisis was happening uh, Alan Moore had a pitch to do the, all the Charlton characters so they were already destroying the world anyway so they were like uh yeah, you can do it. Then they're like, no, you can't do it. So they took the proposal and they reworked it. And some of my, you know, some of my, I'm, I know I'm summarizing. I'm sure I'm getting some of this wrong. But essentially, they told Alan Moore he can't have those characters. Right. However, he made 
those characters. So Rorschach is the question. Peacemaker is uh, the comedian. Right. Uh, Captain Adam is is Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. So he makes his own versions of those same archetypes of all the yeah. was it Arch all the Charles and characters, which is a signature that he does anyway. And what's amazing is he always rags on people about stealing his ideas. He's never he had one character he's ever created, which was Constantine. John, yeah, I was going to say John, which is just. He's a he's a magician. Well, yeah, you know, but he's never created anything. Yeah, but in my opinion, yeah, I, even but, with Tom Strong, Promethea, they're all yeah, derivative. Yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is literally every literary character thrown together as a super team. As yeah, a, but no, but he, first to market though, he was the first one to put put sure. the super team. I did, but now it's yeah. the dark universe. <laughs> now it's everything. Well, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, okay. we'll cover that later. Yeah. So all right. So so zero hour. Uh, leads the zero hour reboot leads so that's again, into that's nine that's like 94 so that makes everything i think that was even closer everything happened like five years ago which yeah. was really tight because they were like dick grayson was robbing them he was nightwing like so it was a little yeah. too close <laughs> it was a little bit like he was he was robbing for six months um so they do it again with 52 so that was so they went a long time with zero hour really no yeah. they, oh i'm sorry what they had they infinite they had infinite crisis well they okay they had okay <sighs> so wait so zero hour goes into okay so this is just what my take is mm-hmm. um zero hour leads directly into identity crisis and, and identity crisis is almost like the prologue that leads into, um, like, the fifty two at that point. You know the that right. the, the the weekly series where they were now um, like it was like the 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 zero the reboot that zero hour led into was like a few years in the making, mm-hmm. where you had like the Earth two Superman. Like discovering the barrier and winking, you know that that might have been during like a amalgam issue, where like you know like it was a slow dribble that led into uh, another crisis, right? Yeah. So I mean, the thing the thing with the, the thing I think it's funny with the identity crisis. I feel like identity crisis is actually a Marvel comic book, um, in in some yeah. ways because I feel like identity crisis. So identity crisis, there was a murder and there was some things, and there was also some mind wiping issue with Batman, and that's still in continuity now. Yeah. Um, the, so, so like the, it's it's funny. So when they when they did New Fifty Two, they tried to do completely fresh, but then they kept a lot of Green Lantern continuity because in charge of Fifty Two is Jeff Johns. Yeah. Batman didn't really change. Right. Um, Superman changed. Superman changed a lot in the New Fifty Two, yes. and then they've since threw that away again. Yeah. And now, um, so well, they was, just keep doing this. So they just keep. Yeah. Now, now it's now it's a part of its regular editorial at this at this point. Right. right. And, and it's. And it's I would I'm still am, reading. It. Yeah. And still I, there I would I would say time. like, um, the the mashing together of alternate versions and the separation, and like the, you know it expands and con- like contracts. Yeah. It's a, like it's now a regular. Like practice that that DC like mm-hmm. DC accepts it, they kind of just go for it. Like it's 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 hard to explain how like how it's different. Uh, what led into Infinity Crisis and how Infinity Crisis led into Zero Hour because they were at least like linear. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of had stops and they had like right. read this and it restarts. Mm-hmm. And now it just seems like it's it's almost like this um, 
like you have to know about still things that happened 20 years ago in the comics now yeah. and it's it's just it's, it's really <laughs> it's really tough and they, they've even they confused the hell out of even simple characters like that grayson now is amazingly complicated not as a character like he's 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 not like a mark twain character or like Dostoevsky, he is very complicated to explain like his state within the universe mm-hmm. because um you know so now they're doing it again and now so tell us what happens at the end of the watchmen miniseries that leads into what dc's doing right now well that i don't know what you mean, like so? The button is the is in some type of universe thing. Is that what you mean? Well, I, I mean, like I mean, Doctor Manhattan leaving Earth, mm-hmm. saying that he's going to create like a place that doesn't have so many problems, <laughs> right? Which is beyond me. While like okay, so they've hinted this. They've hinted like a blue hand that's involved with. DC, like we'll call it DC Cosmic or DC mm-hmm. Gods or DC Space. Yeah, or, it's or essentially like a, if it was Marvel, it would be like Eternity or you know any of those type of celestial gods. So, essentially, what they did was at the end of the most recent, the most recent crisis, they did a they did a rebirth one shot, very good one shot, kind of reset the universe. Flash is essentially the carryover. Yeah. So meaning that uh, because he can run through. Time, time dimensions, um, everything, and that works. They work. I, does that, they do it on a television show? That's fine. There's, there's still. I love it. So they, they still basically have that. There's Earths. That there's Earths. There's different. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they went back on it because that's fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Because no, that's, it, it, it never gets old. Look, so here's that's comics. So here, here's a um, <coughs> a quick side note. So during um, Infinity Crisis and leading into zero hour and post zero hour that that run which might be like a 20 year solid mm-hmm. run okay dc always embraced uh other ways to interpret their characters um styles how i thought they were always superior over marvel on this marvel when when marvel ever attempted to do like an alternate storyline of one of their characters you only had like days of future like and you kind of had like all of that, and then if you were really geeky, you had like I don't know, like Kill Raven or something. Like mm-hmm. you know, like there was so little, there was so little, and DC embraced this through this line that they created called Elseworlds, mm-hmm. and Elseworlds took these characters into uh, there was like a Shogun Justice League, mm-hmm. okay? There was a uh, a Bruce Wayne, Batman, Abraham Lincoln bodyguard okay so any any one of these ideas they got like attention that some of them were miniseries graphic novel uh prestige format one shots and essentially to me that was like where dc like like they that was one of the avenues that they always had to one up on marvel mm. because they the the imagination was like kind of like and the big ideas were like on their side marvel at that point always had the consistency but dc was like man like isn't this just nuts and then in some way like i just feel like the people grew up reading those 
again, they're like it poisoned the well. They were the ones that became the new run of editors, writers, and artists. And then they were like, well, let's just make this all proper. Mm-hmm. And because of this love of alternate versions now, like, continuously corrupts, like, DC Comics. Because, like, there's even talk now of, like, the, um, like, the Dark Knight video games. Like, people want that rolled in. You know, they rolled in Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, it was just like a cartoon in the 90s. And they were tired of doing Batman. Like, mm-hmm. right. like it doesn't, or even, like, uh, Marvel has, uh, Spy- is Spider-Man Unlimited one of the Spider-Verse Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you're almost like what? What? It's it's the it's a way to appease every fanboy ever that ever had nostalgia for anything. It's it's so tough. I I, I I really feel like it corroded both companies. But at one time when it was like separate, it was so freaking cool. Well, every Batman, every Batman Elseworlds, and, and they've been reprinting them here and there. They actually have like, collections. Okay. Now where they um that's they, cool. They just did a, a Kelly Jones one where it was all the Doug Mensch Kelly Jones, the Bloodstorm, vampire, all the vampire stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that was so. three. That was. A trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Crimson, uh, Bloodstorm, Crimson Mist, and then the first one was Red Rain. So, Red Rain, yeah, yeah. Um, but they were all great. Uh, they're gorgeous. Yeah. And um, but you had you had some that just it was all just it was basically Marvel's it was basically DC's What If, but it was fully realized versions, and they were longer than a single twenty page comic, twenty two page comic. Yeah. They were forty eight pages. The yeah. the Gravity Novels were ninety six yeah. pages. And, and going back to this time, uh, we're we're really like defining our age here, but. You had Son, uh, Son of the Demon, Elseworlds, and you had The Killing Joke, which was Elseworlds. They did, not originally. They were continuity. And then I think later on they just kind of retroactively. But see, them. I remember always reading and hearing that both of those were always, always nah, Elseworlds. Killing Joke's continuity. It's always continuity. And but, I know that, yeah, and some of the no, demon, because, some of the demon they took out. They just said it wasn't a part of anything. Yeah, for but a long I, time. but it took them a while to, to, if it was continuity, it took them a while to to have Barbara Gordon catch up to Killing Joke, and it took them like maybe ten years after Son of the Demon to even acknowledge. They just ignored it. They that, acted like it didn't happen. So the Son of the Demon stuff, they just acted like it wasn't a thing. That it was these were graphic novels. Yeah, that. it could have been, but Son of the Demon. Uh, and, and then, the and then, com- then they I made just it completely. Love that title. So some of the demons it's like a metal was, album. <laughs> what was basically a series? There was a, there was three of them. I think there was a couple of them. Um, I know Nor Bravefogel did one. I know. Um, I'm trying to think who was it. No, I'm gonna say James Barr. Or not? Um, Mike O. Maybe I think Mike Barr might have wrote Mike it. I'm Barr. not sure if it was yeah. Danny O'Neill or Mike Barr, but I know that. Um, Basically, it was Talia. It was Bruce going there, and then you know him and Talia get together, and then Damien is born, which is son of a demon. Then they, they leave yeah. it alone for a long time, and now yeah. Damien's Robin. Right. Uh, Damien's ten, already eight or ten. Re- already resurrected. Robin. Yeah, he's dead. He died, yeah. and then was uh, he, uh, he? I think was thrown I'm, into a Lazarus pit. Right. Through, like through Lazarus. You know, or as or as the DC universe calls the it, MacGuffin. like Thursday. You know what yeah. I mean? It must be <laughs> if it's Thursday, someone drops someone in the Lazarus pit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's but, the way the, the the Arrow show uses Lazarus pits like all the time, man. Yeah. All which, the time. Which I thought that was like, but to me that is ten times cooler than. The, like the overuse of that in the comics because you expect mm-hmm. it you, you expect it's almost like you expect the comics to be lazy mm-hmm. but it's a it's an awesome device and it's a weird geek thing when it's in a mainstream television show like <laughs> arrow 
Like I like the right shot goal on that. I think he's yeah, awesome. I mean, so I can't like, I can't I'm, complain with I'm, that. I'm not joking. So. I would literally flip my shit if they reference Asteroid M in any X Men movie or television mm. or anything. Like right. live action reference to Asteroid M, I would lose my shit. And that's all I would need because it's the coolest thing that they've ever done in like the X Men universe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the cool I don't care. I know. It's the, and and if you go to to Pride, I'm going to stop the range real soon. If you go to Pride of the X Men, mm-hmm. okay, you easily understand how Magneto could use his power to slingshot Asteroid M towards Earth at any time he would like. It's not only a, a, a formidable fortress, but it is a <laughs> weapon of death, with, <laughs> death for <weapon>. Magneto. <laughs> okay, this is like it's our Armageddon level here. Okay, mm-hmm. but no, no. Okay, so we go into. So DC, would you like? Just just answer me this. Do you think a part of this current reboot now, despite the quality of the work, because I do think it's 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 quality. I think mm-hmm. I think they um like, you know, just page by page. I'm reading a lot of that line. I'm yeah. reading a lot of that. Line. Okay. And I've given you a ton of that Batman run, the new one. Yeah. I I just keep dropping them. Like here you go. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, uh, so. Okay. So here's here's my thing though. Like, with, with that being said, okay, not taking anything away from anybody, is the origin of this new push, linking it to Watchmen, linking it to Dr. Manhattan, uh, explaining the unexplainable within the context of, of, of the Watchmen, is it lazy storytelling? Is it is it a lazy grab? I don't know. You know, so I didn't expect it. So they, they had a one-shot called... Um, the DC Universe Rebirth, and at the end of it, uh, Wally West Flash comes through, and he's he has uh, he has the letter that he gives to to Bruce. Yeah. So he gives From him Flashpoint. Right. The, so the Flashpoint father, Batman. Right. Or Man, this is so like it's so crazy. Like we try, we can't even get to the books that we're trying to review. So there was another series called Flashpoint where. Where Barry Allen tries to save his mom, saves his mom, creates a tangent universe where Bruce Wayne never Which, happened. He should know better at this point. Well, yeah, but in, in his superhero career, how many times have you touched uh, and messed up the past like, and future? It's not only that; it's like it's irresponsible. It, it's something linked to major characters. It would be different if he stopped the death of like of a milk guy, random in some like suburban town, like. He, you, you stopped the milk guy from getting killed. No. This is your mother, and mm. you you are linked to every single hero and villain in this entire universe that have world-shattering capabilities. Mm-hmm. And you think disrupting that is just going to be what exactly, you asshole? Right. I'm all for reverse flashes, like, whole attitude and position towards this guy now. <laughs> like, I've been for a while. <laughs> so you're pro reverse flash to be like, you're the criminal. Now, I said that with the new season of The Flash because there's all sorts of stuff that's wrong in the most recent season three of The Flash. And then I'm just like, you're the villain, like Barry, and you're the yeah. you're the villain because you yeah. keep, he, keep touching stuff. Um, so that being said, so they're, yeah. they're Thomas Wayne, and this is relevant to, I swear we're getting to it. The, this is relevant to the n- next story is that yeah. Thomas Wayne uh, Barry explains to Thomas Wayne so Bruce dies in, in the exchange yeah uh, Martha Wayne becomes the Joker brilliant and that was a crazy one of the, the coolest like alternate ideas ever right like ever 
and Thomas Wayne becomes a bat becomes a Batman. Yeah. Um, very good. There's a good little mini series. It was Eduardo Rizzo and uh, Brian Azzarello, but yeah. that that thread was through the Adam the Rizzo's Andy the Andy Cooper uh, drawn Flashpoint, which yeah. is a good mini series. That's a very good mini series. No, I think I think pound for pound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it's and that that ends and creates New Fifty Two. So that thread's still there. So at the end of Rebirth, he he has that letter and he gives it to Bruce. And Bruce, 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 Bruce just, reads it. He looks through, and it just and it's and in. it it affects him. Right. So essentially, that letter was, and yeah, kind of like advice I give to a lot of, um, like young people, like the you know these these younger guys that show up in some of these offices that that I go to, which is um you know like I I've I've made a lot of mistakes. Like you you might like where I'm at. Like you might be looking up to me, but don't don't go through. <laughs> Don't go, don't go through my road. Like, don't go through this rocky, horrible path that I put myself on to get here. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have a, you can have an easier path sooner. No, they need to go through it. I don't it's know. It's the journey, bro. It's the freaking yeah. journey. Dude, you don't want my journey. Uh. <laughs> you don't want this, man. I wouldn't put this thing on anybody. But no, no. So, so Bruce Wayne reads the letter. The letter kind of says, you don't have to do this. Essentially, right? Like power phrasing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that that sequence end, ends with the bat signal hitting the sky and no there's no action. Mm-hmm. And and that's it, like fade fade to black or like Yeah, and in, in the Bat Cave at the end of that book there is there's some something detected and he goes and he finds the button. He finds Yeah. He finds the comedian's button with the blood on it. Right. So that fell through whatever you know yeah. what i mean it fell through the universe or whatever so <laughs> just it's there yeah that's so what we got now what i liked about so then so then they they didn't touch it again there was bits and pieces of it and then and at the end i think you see his hand you see i don't know you see it doesn't matter um, you see dr manhattan's ha- hand yes. or i don't really know well they I don't and that's part of what they, they were teasing the blue hand mm-hmm. for like upwards to so they didn't touch it yeah. which i thought was interesting and then uh, they so they announced a, a four issue crossover in between two books between Batman and Flash and called the button you know and ominously titled the button and and uh, and it and what's what I like about it is that just in the middle of the comics there's uh, it just drops you into a Batman comic there's a there's yeah. a hockey game yeah going on uh, so the setting a, is really a metaphorical interesting. hockey mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. okay what that's what when I talk about the quality of well, what's the last time this is kind of a, like a question so I've we talked the last episode. I haven't not read Batman, and what I mean when I say that yeah, I haven't not read Batman been. since like 1986. Like I've read Batman since 1986. Yeah, like that's 21 years of Batman. I've never not read an issue of Batman. Like that's not an exaggeration. That's no, an actual no, fact. Know. Yeah, this is uh, um, detect- whether it be Detective Comics, Batman, Shadow of the Bat, and any of the aspects. Yeah. Batman. So like you haven't read Batman. I don't know. I don't know. Monthly. Dude, you know what it was? I think the last, like, just hardcore reading that I did was um, Chuck Dixon's run for Nightwing, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. And he, he was also pairing with Robin. But that's, uh, we're talking... We're talking 2000s. 2000s. Yeah, so, I mean? like, so if he was writing the two of them, and then <coughs> I think he was spearheading Contagion and No Man's Land, right? So I was watching that. I probably think 
I gave up with Bruce Wayne murderer. When it started to get heavy in the Rucka verse, that's probably when you yeah, rolled. But yeah, it was Rucka Brubaker. But I will tell you one thing: um, Chuck Dixon's arc for spoiler in the mm-hmm. Robin, like I think it was. That's the, pretty much the she's na- she's in Rebirth the, the now. Eighties, dude. I don't care when it comes to um, teenage angst and misunderstanding. There's nothing like a forty-five-year-old man from Westchester to write. Hey, he, he, <laughs> I, whatever. I no, I agree with you. I'm not making conservative. Fun of Right. Westchester man. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. Which is why he's not working in comics anymore. <laughs> which sucks. Yeah. Um, oh, no. He's writing... Uh, there's a Bane miniseries just started with him and Graham Nolan. So it's literal... Oh. Bane Conquest. Must have been good. That's it. Yeah. yeah it's uh, a cash grab. It's yeah, fine. it is. It's okay. Yeah. Um, good. Bane should always... Look, he's... He's actually... Like, okay. He's the creator of Bane. So, so, quick side note, too, though. Like, Bane's under... Appreciate it just as a, a, a supervillain origin. I never cared for it. Don't care. You never cared. I, nope. I thought he had near perfect. No, setup, I always thought it was like Venom. It was always like a like a setup and yeah, but our, huge. But, but Venom was just plastic. He's a Bane he's actually a, has like childhood trauma. He has uh, mm-hmm. a history with his mother. He has a like a mission. He has like a, he literally has a mission. Venom. Um, Oh my god, like, yeah, Venom's just... I want to eat your brain. <laughs> uh, Toy Biz, Talking Venom, Action Figure that was reference. A, uh, yeah, and that was a that rare was... one. They took it off the shelves. Yeah. So there was a Talking kids. Toy Biz com- uh, to- <laughs> Toy Biz, and that was probably, what, 80, 90, maybe 90, maybe 90 91. Uh, I want to eat your brain. I want to eat your brain. <laughs> and then uh, that was the little, so you'd pull, him, pull a little, you press him on the back or yeah, whatever it was. Little, uh, square cube voice box that Oof. attached to... It's probably the, probably if you look it up now, it's probably fifty bucks or it's probably expensive. Maybe yeah, yeah. I get you know there there's a, a collector resurgence with toy biz because people are out of collecting things and they're cheap. <laughs> so some some right. of, some of them are spiking now, like the um, the the X Force Deadpool figure is maybe like a sixty dollar figure now. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So let's get to the button. So the button, the button. comes out. They teased it. It is the button of the comedian as he was thrown out the window in the opening panels of Alan Moore's Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Okay, movie begins uh, somewhat the same way outside the credit sequence. Um, it is one of the most iconic scenes in comics now, right? Like, it easily top ten, mm-hmm. just as of panels. Like, if, uh, panels that you repeatedly see. I would say that the origin of Silver Surfer, the death of Mary Jane, the death Frank, of Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, death of Gwen Stacy, the um, Frank Miller death Electra. of uh, well, Electra, and mm-hmm. the um, the pearls from mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns. Right, right, right. Um, th- there's very like just uh, shot by shot. I mean, Wolverine, Hellfire Club. Uh, is always in the sewer. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. sewer, which is maybe the only real time he's ever went berserk, like legitimately, but whatever. Um, which is weird. But yeah, so iconic, iconic comic book scene now is <laughs> is um, the linchpin of the new DC universe. Well, he takes so the whole thing is that the so he's okay. he's lo- examining the button and he's looking at it now. And then he puts the button down, and this actually links with the earlier. So I'm just uh, some Red Bull here. 
it links with the earlier run. So this was issue 18 or 19 of Batman. And the beginning of that run, the Psycho Pirate is just crazy. Now, Psycho Pirate ended uh, Crisis in 1986. He remembered everything. There's, it actually ends, that book ends with him just going, like, I remember everything. I know all of it. Right. So the Psycho Pirate does some things in the first few issues of this run. Um, he teams up with, team up with Bane. I forget. He teams up with a couple villains. But essentially, the mask, he gets thrown into Arkham. Batman has the mask. The mask is sitting on a table. Yeah. The button gets near it and creates a, a sh- electroshock. Right. Of which the reverse flash... Well, I think he calls the flash, right? He says, hey, can you come over here? And Flash is like, I'm doing something. I'll be there in one minute. Right. Okay. And then that one minute now is the rest of... The whole comic. It's the... Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Right? Yeah, like, I like that. I think that's pretty great. Yeah. So they took apart maybe 15 pages of the book taking it panel to panel that once that spark happens the reverse flash shows up Eobard Thorne shows up and just says he just starts to beat the crap out of Batman yeah right he just and and Batman can't he says I don't need you know Batman has contingency plans for everything yes but he needs to just stay alive for one minute that's his whole goal he's like I just need to stay alive for a minute yeah and then flash will be here because when when it first shows up and he, he can kind of feel and see Lightning, he's like, oh, you're early. That's what he says. Yeah, which right. is kind of great. Yeah, and then he's like, and then Reverse Flash just beats the shit out of Batman. Yeah, okay. you know. And look, I, I, like even that, but that's why there's that's why like always in comics you have to just accept things because like you either accept like you accepted that Batman's smart enough to he's smart enough to outwit the entire Justice League. Including a Kryptonian mind that could read any library on Earth in less than a minute. He's still smarter than that guy, but he can get quickly caught off guard by speedsters that can run through existence. But, like, mm. it's almost as if, like, <sighs> he needs superpowers. It's Batman right, right, right. needs right. superpowers. No, he's the peak, human, he's the peak of human existence. Does, does it, okay, so at this point, Flash shows up. And was is that the end of? At the it, end of that Batman issue, then when it goes yeah. to Flash, I think Flash says, you know, we need to get the cosmic treadmill, right, and then go find where did Eobarthar Thawne go with the button? We need the button back. Wait, does, does he steal the button? I don't know. I read it. We were fresh for it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, when we well, both I, read it right he away. May run, I thought he runs into. He follows the yes. energy signature, mm-hmm. and and then comes back and. Dice. Well, he ends up in yeah when he when they he when they chase him. He runs to God. He runs to God. But when they chase, I can't believe, like, <laughs> but when they chase him, they end up at Flashpoint. They end up seeing and meeting Batman's dad. Yes. They, they meet Thomas Wayne, and that flows through the next part of it. And what ends up happening is is there's a specific speech that Batman, very much like a Kevin Costner esque. Yeah. Uh, like says, you know, like the, this part of the Flashpoint existence is going to eat, be eaten alive. It's going to, it's going, it, yeah. it should have ended. So that was the that was the point. The Flash was like, this shouldn't be here. This doesn't make any sense. Everything here is done, and he's like, not exactly. And and part of it is a kind of concept is that whatever uh, power Thomas is telling Thomas needs yeah. to say this to Bruce. So he tells Bruce, he's like, you don't need to, you know, same kind of the same thing. You don't need to do this. What if you didn't? Like, what if you did not? And yeah. 
what's interesting and like you said like the at the end of that batman issue the the last part of it was the the lights on and he's just kind of staring at it like yeah well yeah and and i think some of the undertone of that scene too um just the way how i read it was that um when flash is like yeah like this shouldn't be here this like he, he might even say like like this is right or i thought this like was to like was destroyed um that another power above him kept it like deemed that universe not to die mm-hmm. okay which kind of like it makes it like a- anything post flashpoint very confusing at that point like just makes it all really confusing um so they they were hinting towards a a higher power like with that scene which i thought i like again like it read very well like it just again like just good storytelling great well, yeah. great paneling how did that work for you i mean considering that like there was so they did paneling that was very similar they did nine panel grids for some parts yeah you had jason Faybach doing the batman parts and then you had howard porter which you yeah. commented the last time yeah. who from who's who's from uh, the 95 justice league book yeah, with Grant Morrison. digital now too he's, right yeah Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, Howard Reporter was always, um, I'm sorry, it's always someone DC, DC wanted to be, they wanted him to be the, like a superstar, and he couldn't. And he wasn't ready yet. He wasn't, that's yeah. the thing, and it, it was he, kind of a shame. I, I remember him leaving, I remember reading that he left to do web design mm-hmm. at one point, like he was going to pursue web design and, and graphic design and, and like that sort of thing, and commercial art, and then. I don't know what he disappeared for like five or six years. Yeah, but then when he came back, like he started this kind of newer style. Yeah, and he became um, an artist. Yeah, like by that point, I really like his style. Like, I mean, what I liked about, I, I just thought it was well, it's real it, crisp. It's got fantastic camera movements. Mm-hmm. And incre- you know what? Like all of these guys come back with, if you do Dan, like from the school of Liefeld, like Dane Panosian, um, Dane Fraga, uh, they come back with like a European-driven background style but with, like, American angles, meaning that, like, there was, like, five-point perspective being used. There's tech within tech within tech. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, just awesome use of just, like, negative wide-open spaces. And, like, he came, he, he came back on fire. Um, he's he's There's very few people I'd like now drawing comics. Yeah, I was surprised he's, because I, I think that you, well, sometimes when you peek back in, you're just like, what the, I can't even start anywhere. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like we have the conversation, I'm like, hey, man, you know what's good? And see, like, I'm in it. So yeah. if anything, it's kind of hard. Like, so if something says something, if you're in it for a long period of time, sometimes you don't know it's bad. Like, sometimes you watch Walking Dead and you watch Walking Dead for years and years and years. And then one episode you watch and you're like, this didn't do. This has been doing the same thing. Yeah, but it's been slowly degrading, so I don't know if it's any good anymore. Like you know, so I don't know. Then then you then you can come in at fresh eyes and then say, you know what? Yeah, this is garbage. Or so it's it's hard because I I, I don't I don't leave. You know, I don't I, I no, never left. you're you're like the um the the guy that uh, was invited to sleep on the couch one night. <laughs> I never left. I never left. Here I am. That's not untrue. Part of my life a year or two ago. That's not exactly untrue. Yeah, and and uh, I and I am just couch surfing. Yeah, and and I am <laughs> like I'm the in, individual that um, like I guess like snapped from from the war. Like I went to Vietnam, <laughs> and it drove me crazy. And 
like just hearing the word Vietnam makes me like flip the f out because I know about that war. Like I know <laughs> about that. I've seen too much horror and I've seen blood. Too much. You know, and, and I view it like you know because like a lot of girls that I date listen to this, and they they go into Dream Warriors with a different idea. Their idea is that Pete loves comic books. He loves movies. He loves it so much. He's doing this and he does it all the time. And he does it with his friends and his sister. And he does shows on his own. And this is how much he loves it. And I, like I get it because like now like but and now yeah, they'll they'll listen to it and they'll ask me questions sometimes like as they're listening to it. Um, most of them can't follow what we're talking about mm. ever. Um, <laughs> but. Um, they'll like they'll tell me something they'll be like Pete I got something to to tell you and I'm always like I'm so hopeful like every single time I'm like (laughs) like your friend likes me too right like you know like you're Amy right you and Amy like (laughs) like the two guys the two you like we can do this we can I have a queen size bed we Mm. can we can there's you the two you how, com- how did that go? The, the two you combined weigh 160 pounds. Like no, like like 260 pounds, whatever, <laughs> whatever, like whatever arithmetic works there. But no, no, and then they'll be like, "Well, Pete, I, I, I never, I don't really like superhero movies. I, I've never seen Star Wars," and they, they think because of Dream Warriors that uh, it's like that's like a deal breaker. They yeah. think it's a deal breaker. For me, it's it would be a deal breaker. Okay, and, I, and I'm like, thank God. The only reason I'm in a relationship now is because I wore a Star Wars shirt on a dating site. That's actually true. <laughs> on the date, what dating site? It was on Bumble. Bumble. Yeah, do, I had a BBH. My my like do, my like famous you, ugly you, BBH. Do you pay for Bumble? Bumble, you pay for right? No. You don't pay for Bumble. No, you can buy an upgraded thing because then you can you... see the people that match with you if you buy it upgrade. Okay. But so so, so ha- Bumble's you know Bumble so Bumble is Tinder right it's Tinder but the girls approve they can the only line of communication. if you match then if they talk to you you have twenty four hours to respond but you can never write to them oh that's like Hinge that's mm-hmm. like another site called called Hinge. okay so I I love it when girls tell me they this and that I love you it you like it when they say I don't. I, yeah, because because so if someone said I didn't see Star, if I haven't seen yeah, Star Wars, I would like, block them. I was be like, that's it. Yeah, I'm like, look, it's over. I'm like, I get it. The movie sucks. Like, who cares? Like, I I, w- I would be more upset if you didn't like know about this or know about like there's like other things that I'm more concerned with than someone not seeing. There's nothing I'm concerned with yeah. besides Star Wars. So so part of uh <laughs> like part of the point I'm making is that. Like one of us, like comes from a world of like embracing this, like mm-hmm. like like full embrace, like reading every Thor, reading every Batman, not leaving the couch, mm-hmm. okay. And the, and the counterpart, um, wants it burned to the ground, okay. Because I I do have like a negative like point of view on the culture and how the culture kind of, um, for a larger extent. Uh, the it doesn't like improve it. The I think it takes away the manhood. I think it um, rolls in negative like financial practices. Like 
you know, like owning every single edition of DVDs and, hmm. and just, like hunting the like I was having um drinks with this really sexy Asian girl on Sunday, and I was like we were talking a little bit about this, and I said, look, I, you know, I, and I'm not even exaggerating. One one of my guy friends in Jersey, I'm not gonna say who who he was, does driving around looking for a Funko Pop thing, hmm. one of the Funko fucks, okay. And we were talking about this, and she's like, yeah, she's one of the girls, she's like, yeah, I've never seen any of the superhero movies. I'm like, oh, thank God. And I said, right now, I have a friend of mine trying try to find a Funko Pop. I explained to her what, what the hell a Funko Pop is. Mm. Okay? And I said, I'm here having Long Island pitchers, because not, not glasses, pitchers, with mm. a sexy Asian girl. Uh, like, watch, watch of the two. Like yeah, you know, like would anybody rather do? And and the guy hunting through the hunt. It's a different hunt. And the it's guy a completely different and hunt. the guy hunting for the Funko Pop <laughs> easily could be in my shoes, easily. Mm. Okay, but the thing is though, there are psychological reasons to why that's not pursued, and that's a part of like the the deeper psychological like structure dichotomy that this the collecting culture. And the geek culture, the geek core, as we call it a lot, it breeds it. It wants it. It mm-hmm. bites it in. Okay? And it's so tough. I, I even think, like, if we're talking about Wonder Woman and role models real quick, I mean, what who in comics, like, would you ever say is a role model? Right. See? You can pick nearly any other industry, and you give role models up and down. Mm-hmm. Personal struggle... Uh, like political stance, uh, innovation with uh, like ostracized within the industry, innovation within the industry. Yeah, you can get the first person that came to mind in, in like is like Jeff Bezos, where no one I told him Amazon would fail. Yeah, um, yeah, um, right. Uh, or like, yeah, it, it goes on and on. Okay, but the point though is like, like, and and I'm not saying there's nothing like wrong, but the I guess. Just to make a quick point, though, it's that um, there's there's a, di- a dissection of that mindset that happens on Dream Warriors that makes it, I think, makes the show like what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm very, I'm so interested in that. Like, even when I sit down with Norm, like, I kind of want to know why he's so into, like, a DVD because, and I'm not saying you're like this. You know, um, like, Norm wants the Steelbook. Mm. It's fifty dollars. Okay. Two days from now, he may not have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, but he's got that steel book now for fifty bucks. So, what's more important, owning the steel book or knowing and watching the movie and absorbing the content of, of the movie? And it's it's like so. What's I, I and I think more people are into the steel book than they are into the actual movie mm-hmm. which is why you have the worst movies on earth and like you know some of them are 80 dollar edition steel books and they're limited to like 2000 and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> resident <laughs> evil 4 steel book yeah it's like what? so hot yeah and they'll drive around to best buys looking for no i know yeah looking for those and and it's it's interesting so okay so we have uh let's just leapfrog with, with the button real quick um, do, do you want to get to the point of... Well, I, I think, I guess the, the big thing is that 
I should have. So the original the original question was, you know, is it because of the movie? And I don't I don't know. I think I think it's always it's always in the in the consciousness of everyone who's looking at comic books right now, like it, especially in, in DC, and they're trying to pull it into that. So they're trying to pull basically Doctor Manhattan in that universe or. They did a series a couple years ago called Before Watchmen, and it was all just mini-series by good creators. It did pretty well, but it not it didn't break any barriers. No, I, um, a lot of someone people... Were, some of them were good, some of them were okay. Yeah, a lot of people... I knew more people that were happier with them than... I, than I was pretty happy satisfied. with them, for yeah. the most part. The ones that, that were the best ones... Um, the uh, Len Wein wrote uh, a Dr. Manhattan one that was just... Fantastic, yeah. and uh, Jay Lee drew that, and then uh, Darwin Cook did one of the Minutemen. Great. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. no Jay Lee did the um, Ozzy Mendes. That's what. I mean. yeah, 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 yeah. The Doctor Manhattan was that's right. It was Jay Michael Straczynski and Adam Hughes. That was also yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, the one that wasn't great was uh, the comedian wasn't great. Which is uh, weird, right? Right. That should that be would the be easiest one. The best one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, quick side note. Ready for a quick side note? I haven't read those. I haven't, uh, like, I know the artwork, that's when you, we were agreeing about Adam Hughes and the, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Dr. Manhattan, I, I flipped through them, uh, because of the artwork, uh, right, the, um, awesome, awesome collaborations, on mm-hmm. that, right, um, but, um, I am of the mindset of, like, if there's, if there's any character that I feel like that would embody me and I would be friends with, in, in the real world right now in my place in adulthood would be um, uh, Roshak from Watchmen because hmm. uh, he's a he's an Ayn Rand disciple like um, he's based on the question Steve Dicko is an mm-hmm. Ayn Rand disciple Atlas Shrugged Fountainhead um, Anthem read those if anyone hasn't read them and he is he's a strictly black and white judge okay um Alan Moore got dicked over by DC for a long time. Um, before Watchmen should never have happened. The, like, you know, and I kind of stick to that. Like, in my universe, if he's not going to acknowledge it, I'm not going to acknowledge it. Because in my, like, he, he knows better than, than me with this matter. And and it's a um, there's all the comics I can read to get satisfied, mm-hmm. but um, it, like I haven't. I the Barnes Museum is right down the street here, mm-hmm. um, ten minute walk from here. Uh, the Barnes Museum, uh, the city broke a trust for that artwork that fills that museum. They broke they broke a trust, illegal illegally. You know, it took them years to do it, but you know, the, and they essentially stole that artwork for that museum for uh, tourist dollars and events that they can hold there and prestige and all these other things. Um, a lot of my friends have been there. Like, everyone I know kind of goes. I've never been there. Because, you know, I take a principled stance. Mm-hmm. I, okay? I take a very principled stance when it comes to the, the use of the Watchmen characters because there was a deal in place, and DC busted the deal. Right? right, like the deal with Alan Moore was like, "Hey, the stuff comes back to you when we're out of, like, when we're out of print," mm-hmm. and DC never put the book out of print. Right. No, and then they, um, and the one, the one thing too with the royalties, I know that Alan Moore wrote off the royalties, so he doesn't receive any, any royalty besides the book. 
Meaning yeah. that when the movie came out, he gave Dave Gibbons everything. Yeah. So every every bit of money that's involved, I'm not even sure if he's on the credits. Uh, no. It just, I, don't I don't know. I think he is. So I know that, and he did the same thing with V for Vendetta. He gave David Lloyd everything. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of his mo. Um, and I know he's a crazy magician living in a castle. Whatever. Or something. You know what I mean? Like so. Um, I, I know. <laughs> I know something. that. That's fine. Something. Um, so I, 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 I tend. I agree with you in in a way. Like I agree with you in a way. It kind of goes. Say the same thing. Like Gone with the Wind, it had a sequel, right? Yeah, but. The- and that was like a fan fiction. And it was kind of approved, you know yeah, what I mean? Like it's it's a little bit, yeah. I mean, like so. Look, sometimes through um, through the estates, it gets weird with the children. Uh, Lord of the Rings, believe it or not, mm-hmm. has had similar. Um, Dune, what the there's mm-hmm. a huge right yep. a huge run of Dune prequel books that the son of uh, uh, Brian Herbert right. wrote. Okay. And you're like, what? Like, what is this? You're like, why? Like, it, this doesn't even need to exist. And, and and the son's like, well, I'm not doing anything. Like, yeah, I guess I ain't develop anything else in life. So, it, like, those are a little bit different. They're case by case. I don't know enough about each one. There's, I don't know enough about the Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. But at, at the, but at the time, like, you know, like comic books are, are still kind of like in my DNA. I'm so like, I just love them. I'm so highly interested in them. They're just not life anymore, um, despite like the current state right now that uh, I'm in. Um, but it's almost like, like is nothing sacred. Like, as a geek, as a nerd, as a fan of comics, there's very few things that are sacred. Like, and this was one of them, and seeing it ripped apart by DC. Because, in my view, they're just creatively bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Just cre- no. And I'm not saying what they're doing with the button, what they're doing with Doctor Manhattan, or if Doctor Manhattan's orchestrated, right? Because that's a little ambiguous still. They're kind of yeah. They're kind of saying he created the Rebirth universe and kind of like tailor and he's fixed everything. He's the anti. He's new anti monitor. Yeah. Okay. Even with all of that, I I I think that's an awesome effing story. Like, if someone told me that, and they were like, yeah, and, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, I would have been like, what? Like, yo, like, okay. But it's still kind of like, man, it just seems corrupted and wrong to me. It feels dirty. Well, it's weird because, like, you know, we talked today, uh, this week, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? It's What's uh, that? Today's Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah, it's gonna be hump day soon. So either, either maybe it was ready. last week or maybe it's tomorrow. I'm not sure. I know the Dark Knight, Dark Knight three ends tomorrow. Yeah. So we say that you don't want the creator to come back. So when Frank Lord did Dark Knight two, no one liked it. No one. Liked I don't it. like it. Uh, I see different elements that I like in it, but I don't like it. And then he did three, which he supposedly plotted but so, i it's on un, it's almost unreadable in yeah. my opinion it's completely unreadable. Um, that's a universal thought across the board when it comes that to like it's three. right and it yeah. took a long time and it was supposed to be six issues and it wasn't now it's nine issues and it was late and it was strange because they had azarello plotting it with plotting it and scripting it was plotting it with miller andy cooper did his best frank miller impression sometimes yeah and then um and then it was inked by Klaus Jansen, which is interesting yeah. because he came back to do it. 
and he made it look more like Miller, but it's just a weird, it just doesn't, I don't know, it's just a mess. Like, I just, I don't like it. Well, it's, yeah. Because it's contingent upon that you had to, like, 2 is completely canon, and 2 is almost unreadable. Yeah. So I have to read, like, <laughs> 1 and 2. So that that being said, like, if if you come back, you know, you know, say you can't come home again, like, if you come back and then you, you mess around with it, it doesn't, it doesn't work, and then I wish, I wish 2 and 3 didn't exist. And whereas I think that the Before Watchmen, I'm fine in the afternoon to read it, and it can be there, it cannot be there, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, but with this, like, how do you feel? Like, I, I should have a problem with this. I should have a problem with with him bring, being brought in. But I thought the problem was like good. Like, I every I just thought yeah, it was good. No, I think it's not. I think for and I think it worked. I think it was very high quality writing, art, yeah, coloring, I, execution. I don't, I don't think any of that, like. I don't disagree with any of that. I think it is. I think it's 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 when it comes to this level of event in comics, the expectation, the hype, um, the all of it. Yeah, like it t- totally delivered. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I more have a conflict with why does this exist more than anything, and and I can get past that too. Like, re- and I'm wanting to read it because I know you were excited for it. I thought it would be good for us to talk about. Um, but, like, and I wanted to discuss it within, like, the framework, with, like, framing it that should it exist. Because, you know, there's, there's again, there's a lot of reviews online. There's a lot of talk on YouTube, um, a lot of other podcasts, and, and no one wants to address this little thing, which is really weird because these people will say that they love comics Mm -hmm. they'll say this you know they'll say all these platitude bs like (laughs) like pussy things they'll Mm. just be wimps and they don't stand for anything and which is weird because comics have characters that are black and white and stand for things and draw lines in the like in the dirt Mm. these are all things like these are the things you'd love about what comic book characters do None of these people can do that in their lives, which is, I cannot understand it. I cannot understand how they support Stan Lee. I'm not saying hate him, but give him this blind adulation is beyond, I do not even understand it. I I don't even, I can't even get it, I can't even get into like the arena, into like the sport, into the ballpark, but understanding it because... Uh, so easily, like now, like so easily, when you just dig around, you're just like, oh, like oh, like, like man, like okay, now like, like show up in like the Fantastic Four movie because you co-created that, or mm-hmm. don't show up in, in like the Wolverine movie, and Deadpool, and mm-hmm. like all these other things you had nothing to do with. You had nothing to do with that stuff. Right. Right. Okay. okay. And whatever, like we're not discussing that. But so, uh, just you want to um, run down how the button wraps up uh, story-wise. Yeah. So essentially, um, he still dies. So Reverse Flash still dies. Yeah. It basically comes back. The Reverse Flash still dies, and 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 nothing really changed. So you know, except for that, the button. You know, the button's still there. Yeah. Um, but but the 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 big ramification is that there there is some out out you know there is some outlier force that is Doctor Manhattan probably influencing 
the, yes. the DCU. Uh, there is a, a miniseries coming. It ends with a, a, a few pages with... It ends with a Dave Gibbons Watchmen grid mm-hmm. that is yellow, 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 and it blends into the Superman S, mm-hmm. and at that point it blends into the Watchmen Doomsday Clock. Right. Right. And, and then the miniseries coming out called Superman Doomsday Clock by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Now, I read about this today just to kind of look it up to, yeah. to refresh. Gary Frank's a good parent. Yeah, it's right? going to be the same. Yeah, because it's going to be the same uh, Superman the, team year, from the year, year back. So. Origin. Superman art. That yeah, whatever was, they call that it. That was a fantastic. That was. If I had to pick that over Rebirth, the Mark Wade Rebirth. The, yeah, I, I like Rebirth because I like the Kryptonian concepts, but I do think that that uh, the it was Secret Origin. I don't remember. Yeah, what it, was it felt like Superman. Like when yeah. you read that. Well, also it didn't hurt that yeah. he looked exactly like Chris. He drew him like Chris Reeves. He did. Yeah. And, um, and like one. But there's going to be no crossovers. Yeah. There's going to be no additional one shots with that. Yeah. It's going to be very contained. So I'm, I'm very curious on how what they're going to do with this. I know that it may have ramifications, but I do like that. Like this Batman run, I think has been the one of the best Batman runs I've read. It, it was a nice refresher since. Yeah. Uh, since the Snyder since, that I thought just kind of kept kept Ro- going deeper and deeper and deeper and doing just you know it was just a lot of scripting and I liked the different things he did with it but it was well, exhausting he, towards the he, end. I um, think he got nineties into Batman from a story perspective, mm-hmm. not meaning that um, everything had to have a new take. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is a like he took his own red pill. <laughs> He took his right. own red pill for just, that. It was very damaging. And you're just like, wait a minute. Uh, the Riddler is the first villain? Like, wait a minute. This is the right. Joker's right, history right, right. now? Like, Well, there's three Joker histories. Right. Oh, yeah. There's three Jokers. Is, uh, what, okay. And, and that's holding. And, and where's the Joker with the dragon tattoo? Where's that one at? I don't think he exists. You're talking about the, the all-star Joker, Batman and Robin or something? Was that also Batman and Robin? One of them. Whenever you Google image Joker, they had a huge dragon tattoo. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What's, that's a Jim Lee drawing. I don't know. What's that? I about? think it was in. I think it was in the Frank Miller like All Star Batman universe. Why would you even do that in an alternate? <laughs> because <laughs> you can. In, even in like an. Because <laughs> Batman. Because Jim Lee wanted to draw it. I it probably wasn't even in the script. The script probably wasn't even done. It was a crazy Frank Miller on Jim the goddamn just Batman. Like, like got mixed up and was like, "Damn it! I'll just put the Joker face on this guy." Someone I know I was send in the page out. San Diego, and he went to San Diego Comic Con. He was uh, he was at a place where they were having like sushi and dumplings and stuff like that, okay. right? And Jim Lee, like literally, was at the next table with his right. like gigantic family. Like he has like eight or nine kids. Why not? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> um, and he's like he's like he's texting me. He's like, what do I do? Do I just ask him and go up to him? Like, yeah, like you know what I mean? Like go up to yeah. him and be like, yeah, man, hey. Thanks. Like, you know what I mean? Just say thanks. Just say like that. I think that's the nicest thing. And just say, hey, man, I don't want to interrupt your dinner. Just thanks so much. That's all I would say. Yeah. You know, when I'm, if I see people outside of the norm, um, you know, but to kind of pull it back to, to this, I, this Batman, I should have a problem with all this stuff. And I don't. And I don't know if it's because I'm in it. And that's why I thought it was interesting if you read it, if you would have a problem with it because you're not in it. Like I feel like sometimes I'm so in it I can't see the forest for the trees. I'm just um, yeah, I'm I, in it. I I I would agree with some of that. Mm-hmm. I do think um, you're in. I, I I'm happily naive about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> like and I think that's that's part of my thing. Like because I love. Yeah. I, I I'm very passionate. I love like I I'm yeah. a big silver linings guy. And like to me, it's like oh, I look at, like even yeah. the little problems, the things that bug me, and we can go right into Riverdale if you want, because certain things you didn't like. We Riverdale. can go right into let's 
please let's go into okay so what at the end of the day i i do want to say this i think from a craftsmanship standpoint um the button and a lot of the things you brought up now uh it seems like they're handling this in a different manner they're handling it with more more care and again they got some of the the best guys in the last 20 years working on mm-hmm. these books yeah okay um from a craftsmanship standpoint i think it's it's a fantastic effort i think from a starting point might be um you know like I'm, I'm i'm a little bit on the outskirts of this but i would say the build up into uh x-men onslaught which had like a long draw and like a march mm-hmm. and yeah was like the probably the last great story of the x-men um like like similar but not as well defined mm-hmm. uh this seems very deliberate and defined um the lessons of event fatigue seem to have been learned in the comic industry and they're they're using that to their marketing advantage yeah dc is not doing anything um I mean, we're we're not even a quarter, maybe a quarter of the way into Secret Empire, and everyone is exhausted. Yeah, already, <laughs> yeah. and they know how fast they have to put it out. They put it out almost two to three times a month. Yeah. They they know how quickly so, they have yeah. to finish Secret Empire. Yeah, I can't even keep up with like where's it, it's, where's it at um, now? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna just be gone soon. Yeah, so it doesn't. Everyone's already in the mindset of like the you know that's a, the one thing. So for for as much as we don't love that DC restarts. We also don't love that Marvel keeps reinventing the same wheel. So they, they keep changing something that, you know, is not going to be there in a couple months. Yeah. I think they're going to reset it again. And Spider-Man is going to be Spider-Man and it's going to be that. Yeah. I I think they're completely broken now for a little, for a decent stretch Mm. because, um, everything post secret war, like the uh, the secret wars, the um, the, the the decisions around that miniseries and what came out of it baffled the heck out of me. I I don't understand like how you just put these alternate versions of characters into like a normal continuity and kind of like <laughs> just say like hey well, Logan yeah like hey like here we are here's um. Like I, um, the Spider Gwen and the Silk stuff. Mm-hmm. Just we like I'm like, like what? Like well, I, 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 I kind of this... put it on Wolverine. Is that the? Uh, I kind of go back to uh, they never should have done Origin. They never. <sighs> yeah. So uh, to me, they did Origin. They did a book called Origins. Yeah. Which was awful. Which was uh, um, about two years, right? That was a two year. I think run. longer than that. Oh, really? A, yeah. Oh, okay. But the point is, is that nice covers though. Wolverine, <laughs> Wolverine <laughs> didn't need uh, explaining, no. so they explain him out to a certain point where he's completely boring and pointless. So they kill him, and then they bring a future version of him yeah. back from a pretty good mini, a pretty good and like now, series that yeah. that Mark Millar, the little kind of that Dark Knight yeah. Returns ish yeah, sort of thing, a, uh, kind of a throwaway. It was like, like Elseworlds. Like, it was yeah, kind of like a Marvel what if. Yeah, you know? and that was that's one of their few what ifs that like kind of was kind of nerdy, but not like yeah, it was. But now they're just beating it down. Now that so then they had a mini series during Secret Wars, then they did an ongoing series. Yeah. Lemire's button on that. So Je- Jeff Lemire did again. I read 
I've read Wolverine. So when I say that, I mean, I've read it. Yeah. I've read Wolverine. So I've read every issue of Wolverine. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So wh- I read Old Man Logan. So when Old Man Logan finished up, uh, the most recent issue was like 24, 25. And uh, right before the secret, it has to go to Secret Empire. Yeah. Uh, so the creative team is the one that now leaves because they're like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, but it buttoned really well. It actually buttoned up really good. And I could just be like, okay, my series just don't do any more. And then like next issue. Look, and then I, I, you know, but I guess think, what? Tomorrow's coming. I guess what I'm going to do. I'm reading it to, oh, yeah. uh, tomorrow. I, At like 9 a.m. I'll be reading that Wolverine book. I think <laughs> the Wolverine, uh, so much of Marvel in my eyes, like because they were so linear, uh, I'm I'm always happy when I define like when I think a um, like a character's arc has like ended. Um, you know, like I say, like the whole Marvel universe ended with onslaught. Like mm-hmm. that was the end of what started in the sixties. Like onslaught finished it. Okay, uh, to me, like the Wolverine run finished when they hit one twenty five, and they had all the women of his life confront him. Which was very confusing, even then. And, <laughs> uh, like, you know, but uh, the culmination going into 125, um, like, almost, like, ended Wolverine's, like, journey and arc. And to me, like, that is it. Um, you know, the Punisher. The Punisher ended when he uh, turned black. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best two, uh, two issues. And Luke Cage. Do you know Luke Cage? Yeah. In Harlem, way to go! Yeah, uh, no, I'm just joking. Like uh, Punisher ended when they actually killed him, right? They chopped him up. They killed him, and then they Frankensteined him. What? What? Hey, and no. they threw him into a Frankenstein. No, wait, wait, wait! You're they killed him, and then he came back as a guardian angel mm. in Revelations with Wolverine. I forgot they killed. Him. That was the first time they killed him, and yeah, Nick Fury killed him. I think, right? I, I, think he, right. I think I killed by the electric chair. Right? He got arrested. That was like in the 80s. It's like 86, oh, I, I think. Know. I thought that was the edge. Um, they had the. Uh, we have to double check this. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to fact check it. <laughs> but but yeah. you're right. Then he was the guardian angel, which was uh, drawn by who just Pat Lee. just passed away. Oh, Later, no. yes. Yeah, so, but the first main series was Bernie Wrightson. Yes, yes. So Bernie Wrightson. Oh, yeah, with the Joe Drusco right. covers. Yes. That was Marvel Knights. Was it Marvel Knights? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That that's when the wheels started to fall off the wagon for Marvel Knights. Well, if, like you just can't put Marvel Knights on it. Marvel Knights was an a representation. There was of always a, of an idea. There was always half good Marvel Knights books and always half not good Marvel Knights books. Mm-hmm. Like because even when like then there was the middle, which was the Black Panther book, which you're like like every was acclaimed but no one read it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? It was always Christopher like, Freeze. Gary Christopher Freeze. Like there was like was two guys endlessly. who read it. Yeah. And that was it. Um. Yeah, I, and do we remember? Man ape. Do we remember the 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 Marvel Knights Wave Two? But it's kind of funny because all the characters that they picked for Wave Two are huge characters now. Like they rebooted Doctor Strange, they brought Black Widow back as Black Widow blonde hair. Like there was Black mm-hmm. Widow. Blonde, yeah, so like, the record Rocket J D Jones Black Widow. You had what was the first thing you said? Uh, Doctor Strange. Okay, so that was the Tony Harris, Dan yeah. Jolly. And uh, then, and good then, artwork too. Yeah, well, the first for three issues, and then the last issue, strangely drawn by Paul Chadwick, creator of Concrete, drawing, <laughs> trying to do his best. Yeah. Impression of Tony Harris. Um, well, Tony Harris is a hothead, so he left, I think, in the middle of it for some stupid reason. Yeah. So, well, he's he's isn't that everything almost? He leaves everything. Yeah. I think he just left. 
He never finished the War Heroes with Millar for some reason. Did 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 he ever finish? Did is he one of the people that raised a lot of money on Kickstarter for something? I want to say he has an unfinished project on Kickstarter and it's hasn't possible. refunded the money. I Ugh. almost want to say and what was his? Did he have like a Top Cow book? That was no, that was War Heroes with I think that might have been Top Cow was Millar. Okay. And War Heroes did like one or two issues. It's, I know it's linked to something that he he didn't create or something. He, but anyway. I think he co-created with Millar. I think it was not a Millar World book. Okay. It never became it because it never he never finished it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's just go to Riverdale. Okay, so since the show, since episode 10 maybe, mm-hmm. I was like, hey man. I couldn't find any video sales. <laughs> oh, that's Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I was scared there for like a second. Alexa's Alexa, joining stop. the show. What is she talking about? I don't know. She's talking about setup. said something. We talk about she doesn't like she likes Riverdale. She doesn't like Riverdale. I don't know, man. Um, you just pissed off Alexa. I know. She my just Amazon, went to re- my uh, Amazon. She just reset. She's like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Yeah, she, she's like uh, <laughs> North Korean H bomb. <laughs> We're dead. Okay. So, um, so I think episode might have been as early as episode ten. I've been like, hey, man, the WB, the Betty and Veronica spin. There's a murder. It's kind of like Twin Peaks. They stunt casted a bunch of the parents and. You know, I like it. I like the atmosphere. I think it looks cool. It almost looks like it's in the fifties. And yeah. you're like, I'll check it out, check it out. And then it hit it hit uh, either Netflix Netflix a couple weeks ago. I yeah. think you might have caught it. And I was like super happy because we, we just did like an episode. Right, right, right. I uh, I think we might do an episode like on a Thursday or a Friday. I think it was it wasn't quite over, I think, when we talked about it. It had like one episode left, one or two episodes left. I remember it was a Monday 13. night. I had one of the, the girls here because we watch um I don't know. We watched something on Monday. We watched like the Bachelorette together on Monday nights, which is an insane show to begin with. Good, and, good yeah. for you. And um, <laughs> and yeah, it was finished, and we put it on Netflix, and it was there. And I'm like, oh, let's let's just watch this. So we watched like the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, I'm like, what is this? Like this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Like it just blew me away. Like. Just and you like we were kind of texting a little bit. Like the mm-hmm. the next day, I was okay. Um, I stuck with it, like as long as I could. I I, I got into like I think I'm in nine. Mm-hmm. Was it thirteen episodes? Thirteen. Yeah, you know you didn't finish it. I could not. Yeah. I right as of right now, I can't watch more than five or six minutes of that show. I can't wa- I can't listen <laughs> to them talk. They're hot too. I love the girls. And it, like I love Jughead too. He's a good-looking dude. Archie's like hot, you know. Like they're all just like, <laughs> like hot, sexy models, and right. and even the old people are like bangable old. Well, which, the, which I like. The, it's all stunt cast at a certain level. I mean, you know, uh, Betty Cooper's mother, Alice, Alice Cooper, not Alice Cooper, like uh, Rock's yeah, Alice yeah, Cooper, yeah. but <laughs> continuity-wise, no yes, more Alice Cooper, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, continuity-wise, <laughs> though, is her name Alice? Because I just thought I was like they didn't even change it. I just like that they never changed anything. So like F.P. Jones is like Forsyth, Percival Jones the third, and Jughead's the fourth. Like, yeah, they don't change anything. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think that. That kind of works. They did the Kevin Keller. They do the police chief. So I feel that they did. They they do have the Blossom Twins. There was no Empire. There was none of that stuff. Uh, yeah. Actually, the Blossom Twins now in comic book continuity, like the father's actually not the father. They're adopted or okay. something. Like yeah. there's some or that's not the dad or. So they're doing something with that in the comic books now. But they did a, a spin a few years back that Mark Wade 
and Fiona Staples did, and it was a direction uh, post uh, a horror series they did called Afterlife with Archie that was just like a modern Archie. And what if yeah. they did this? So the 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 writer for that Afterlife he, with Archie. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he tried to do a play at one point. Well, what's the guy's name? Uh, it, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Sacasa. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he he tried to do a stage play at one point that had all the Archie characters as gay. Archie does a cease and desist letter. Um, they go back and forth. He changes the name of the characters and the name of the play. I think it was called like comic booking or some mm-hmm. stupid name like that. Um, he does Afterlife with Archie. At that point, he becomes chief creative. So from lawsuit, they hire him. Yeah. So he becomes chief creative officer. He's mm-hmm. now the, the COO mm-hmm. um, or the CCO of Archie Entertainment. And he's the one that uh, he's a showrunner of, of Riverdale. He spearheads it. Um, wrote episodes one, two, I think twelve and thirteen. Mm-hmm. May yeah. may have directed one. I think in the middle. Not hundred. I, I I'm just running things off the top of my head here. Um, you your uh, enthusiasm for the show. Uh, us talking Elseworlds earlier of how cool like the what if and Elseworlds ideas are with mm-hmm. archetypes um, yeah it kind of like uh, just the premise alone curiosity sparked my interest um, wanted me to watch it even like the um, the neon font for Riverdale mm-hmm. for like the um, like just for that you know like uh, the, the march score the march theme that goes into the title sequence for riverdale is just awesome mm-hmm. really cool stuff um like so much worked in i think episodes one and two and then to me where it fell apart it it wasn't archie nor was it episodes one and two anymore it it became a sloppy dawson's creek and it's really hard to compare these shows to uh, Kevin Williamson when he was uh, writing Dawson's Creek, when he was in, mm. when he was the golden child, okay? Because um, he created that type of interaction of cheap teenagers versus adults versus self-discovery versus um, puberty and angst. Uh, no one defined it as well as I think Kevin Williams did. Uh, people have been trying to imitate him ever since Gilmore Girls like the most guilty maybe J.J. Abrams with Felicity a mm-hmm. little bit but Felicity had a heart of, of her own so what what became the disconnect of the show was also um, I, there's one chick in one of these offices that she has a boyfriend I really don't care but she has like just this tall sexy blonde but also like, always wearing heels and clocking around with heels and her butt just moves like awesome and perfect and um we talk tv and i kind of fake talk tv with her because i just want to talk to her because I, I just get like i fumble my words and just get baddie around her <laughs> like so she just like drooling like a like a cartoon and one day i'm like hey i'm like and this is when i was hyped for riverdale i was mm-hmm. still into the show I'm like hey, like do you know about riverdale like have you watched this thing and she goes she goes, what is that? She goes, is that like the Archie thing? The Archie comic thing? And I'm like, yeah, but it's... And then then that's when I realized. I'm like, the show can't be any more successful than what it already is. 
the premise alone, people came in, like, no one would want to watch an Archie show that's truthful, like, in tone and style. Mm-hmm. No. This thing, you have to explain it to people. You just have to explain why it's cool. Things that are cool and things that are, like, awesome and significant, like, or, or you just know they're cool. You don't have to tell people why the Punisher is cool. You don't, here, here's a, you got, you got a skull on his chest, now take it, okay? Like, you don't have to explain it, any of it. Archie was cool for the first two episodes because he's not supposed to be cool. Like that's the the point. I think they I think they do have Archie wrong. He's the most wrong. Uh, I'm not saying Archie. Yeah. I'm the, when I say Archie, I mean uh, Riverdale. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Riverdale hedged the bet. They hedged the bet in those early episodes. Okay. Look, I, I can go on a similar tangent with House of Cards, which, in my opinion, for when it was awesome. Probably still is maybe like top five best written shows in television history. Okay, um, House of Cards, the wheels fell off the wagon. It jumped the shark. Episode eight, season five, and I can explain that right down to the T of, of how they betrayed themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, but okay, but um, Archie hedged this bet or Riverdale hedged this bet. Okay, and the bet was that we're going to be hyper. We're going to, like, Rob Liefeld this. We're going to be maximum and, and extreme and <laughs> awesome. We're going to be the 90s era, Vince McMahon, Attitude Era, WWE wrestling. It was WWE because they got sued for the Federation, and they were, get the F out. That was their tagline. Get mm. the F out. They, they turned a failed lawsuit that they lost into a marketing campaign. Mm. Okay? We're going to 90s extreme Archie. We're going to call it Riverdale. Archie's going to have a six-pack. Betty Veronica going to give you boners the whole time. Jughead's going to be a blogger. Okay? Mm. And we're, we're, some kid's going to get shot. It's all going to start with some kid getting shot. Oh. And Archie's banging the music teacher. And guess what? He also loves music. They are like, he's going to be a music guy. We're going to get music. It's, 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 he's what, always But she always guy. was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we're going to like stick to that, okay? All right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. And then like, we'll put on top of that. Like, I don't disagree with that. But I also like that they, they, they know it. They're aware of it. And they also stunt cast out. Yes. So they have like, you know, they have Luke Perry from 90210. They have... Yeah, Hermione Lodges from the OC. Like everyone's in it. Molly Ringwald. That's shows what I mean. Up. I want to bang all the parents you know, in this show. So, um, magic and like most obvious is, uh, well, to me, uh, uh, Twin Peaks. They have Matchinamic, who's Shelley. Yeah. On Twin oh. Peaks, and she's on this show. Uh, yeah, as, you as said Alice that before. Cooper, yeah. So I was like, okay. And then they have Skeet Ulrich show up, and yeah. who's awesome? I don't yeah. know. I think he's freaking awesome. So, like you know. Yeah. No, I, I dude. I'm on board. I 100% agree. This is the betrayal of Riverdale. Okay. So, the dynamic that anyone that's in tune with Archie, anyone that knows what it is, you know it's a love triangle. They they defined that love triangle as non-existent early. They said he is banging the teacher. It is the forbidden fruit. Um, I even love the Netflix thumbnail for the show, mm-hmm. which is him and her in the the Volkswagen Beetle mm-hmm. with the rain 
and the the, the sex smoke fogging from the inside. Okay. The Titanic sex smoke in, yeah, a, in the car. Dude, it, hardcore greed, like neon highlights on top of that car, like just something. Yeah, the lighting, everything, it, everything is pretty, pretty visceral cool. dream. Yeah. This is like a visceral dream. This, it looks like it. They, they have it filtered. It yeah. looks okay. You're like yes, because like what they're doing now is they are shooting Superman from Krypton. They're shooting him from Krypton. And the rotation of the Earth, he he's now landing in Russia. He's not landing in Kansas, USA. He is in a communistic dictatorship. He is being run by a guy responsible. Even by the time he lands in that story in Red Sun, mm-hmm. Stalin's already responsible for about 6 million deaths. He's like way beyond Hitler, mm-hmm. even, even then, okay? Um, so... This is what they're doing. It's and it is awesome. It feels great. It feels great that they they didn't go to the love triangle early. The easy play. They did something ballsy and hard and original, and it was dirty to watch. It was. It's a tough, dirty show for the, those first two show, uh, episodes. Okay, the betrayal was. They they kicked that. They kicked the girl. They kicked the teacher. They lose that drama. They they lose that struggle. They lose that like for really that forbidden fruit. They they get okay, and then at that point, uh, the show does not even know what to do with itself, because they go into kind of like the the Archie Veronica weird love triangle, but then he's with the Josie and the Pussycat Girl, <laughs> and then Jughead's with Betty. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is happening? Like so, he, so this show rain it, it lost its steam early, and even now when I watch it, like there's so many different threads. Mm-hmm. There's too many threads. The when it was like it was a line at one point, and it had like this path that you like the, the gang even ski like ski over at your side could have been, and now they're like. Um, Luke Perry's trying to get a construction contract and and the the beat up over like uh, um, digging holes or whatever and I'm just like none of that is interesting none of what they're doing is interesting to me as much as like what the potential was mm-hmm. and 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 shows make a bet like that they go in like heavy with these promises and I lose interest as soon as they fail on those promises and and i i try like with this i did try and stick around because you loved it so much mm-hmm. and i'm just like dude he's spending like nine thousand dollars to take pictures with these people at comic con <laughs> i was like he is like doing so much work and he has like sh- such a joy for this and and i'm telling you because like like we could probably document some of my like breakdown in those text messages where I'm like, dude, like, I told you, like, I'm done with eight. And then I think the next night I was like, I gave it another shot. I'm done with, like, nine. Like, right, I, right. I make it, like I'm not even, hey, I'm not even done nine. I got, like, minutes into right. it. I know it falls apart, like, mid, but I, to me it's like I think that the through line is so full. And I'm, I'm just so used to seasons. Um, and then I think we talked about this last episode where, like, I don't believe in the concept of, like, 
oh, you got to get through the first season, and then by season four, yeah. and I'm like, well, well, wait a second. Like, to me, this kind of grabbed me, and it, it had enough momentum in, and I feel yeah. that the last couple episodes, and even the stuff that, like, I still, like, I don't think it was great. I don't care. Like, I just, to me, it's like, I, I think that they, it succeeds yeah. on a lot of levels, do, so I just leave it. Yeah, do I'm you, just fine with it. Do you think it's trying to be too cute? Do you think it's... It, well, yeah, I think it's scripted that way, but I think that's what kind of makes it cheesy and it's earnest and, it's, and it works. Like, I think anything that Cheryl says is golden. Like, anything yeah. she says is, like, ridiculously perfect. I, I think yeah. she's the best on the show, yeah. uh, so, hands down. Yeah, so, like, here, here's the weird thing. So, sometimes it's just what you choose to accept, period. Mm -hmm. Like, however that works in your brain. Mm -hmm. So, like, in my brain, having a model... Ohura banging a model looking Spock in Star Trek in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies mm -hmm. I'm like yeah like who cares man they're both hot hot people get together <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> like, that's the plan like hot people get it on okay it doesn't okay and that is a hundred percent as bad as anything in Riverdale okay from from like what I'm saying I'm mm -hmm. kind of saying like um that they're like betraying themselves along the way but my brain accepts the star trek more than riverdale mm. for what okay and maybe the reasons it's movie versus television time invested for you know i think television builds betrayal into like the viewer because you do make this like huge emotional slash time investment in the content and when it goes south you just want to like punch the wall you just want to like kill a cat mm. i'm all for safety for cats though right um, we're out he's he's behaving tonight dallas is he's a good little boy he is. i don't know he's just hanging out he's yeah. probably i don't know maybe but but yeah so like um so real quick spoiler mm. who like who who killed that <laughs> who do you think who killed who that? do you think that i think the uh the the sister did it the sister didn't nope. do it. Uh, no. I would say that, that, that the sister did it. No. So, yeah. spoilers, like... Skeet Ulrich. No. No. Jughead. Nope. Archie. No. So, you're, like, on seven. See, I, th yeah. I, I thought by killing, by, by moving the, the teacher out, that was kind of a motive because at one point that was uh. a misdirect because they were, like, saying that, well, I also taught, or someone was like, well, he she also taught Jason Blossom, too. So, I thought that there was going to be a mystery where... They were trying to kill Archie. That someone was trying to kill Archie. That the oh. ex-husband or something like that, like the guy who put her into like witness protection and You're shit. You're way more into like, it, man. You're well, no, I, I think I read that online. I didn't, you know, but you know, I read different fan theories. There was tons of fan theories out there. Mark's, Michelle, Mark's you know. world is awesome. <laughs> I'm always. Uh, I do. But why? See, why the hell do you make faces at me then when I tell you let's watch Trains fucking formers and I get the. The the Pete's a weirdo look from you because and and you got this working in your know. head when you're watching Riverdale. Yeah, I don't know. I just like to I, to me. There's there's you know why? Because I, I, I think I in some it. I think in some ways and and I'm seeing I think Tuesday I'm seeing Transformers Tuesday. I think yeah next Tuesday next Tuesday. Yeah, so next Tuesday out. I'm yeah. seeing it uh, with my girlfriend and her son and I just. I don't know if I'm excited for it. I don't know. I'm going to be exhausted. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to just be exhausting. I'm seeing it in 3D and yes. Regal RPX. Dude, you're going to see. Pass out. Imagine all the sexy girls you see. I don't you're know. You're going to see. Is it his, 
What is it? Is it his new girlfriend? I don't even know. Mark is Marky Mark's gonna be like, come on, come on, Prime, we gotta be okay. Yeah. Like he's gonna say, we didn't need to say Prime, okay. He's, he's a, he he's says gonna okay. have like a tight T-shirt on. His arms gonna uh, be looking good. I don't know. It's gonna be so, broad shoulders, Mark Wahlberg shoulders. Yeah, I don't know. For me, like the show works because of the momentum of it and the earnestness through. I thought the the last episode. So as you know, essentially, I won't even say who. It doesn't matter. Like we'll talk yeah. off the air. Like who? Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, but no, spoil it. So, well, I don't know if you want. It's on I Netflix now. I want to know. I want. <laughs> I think there, there's still going to be more to it. So okay. there's going to be so, still going to be more to it. But you do find out who kills okay. in the uh, episode previously. So where, where does the sh- do you know where the show goes from here after the reveal? Uh, well, the and 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 it's it's funny because if you go on CW now, they literally show you like a two minute trailer that shows the entire season of the first season, which is kind of strange, including uh, including who kills Jason Blossom and okay. then including like the, the the capper. It's like a recap. Then. So yeah. the end of and and that's why I would recommend even just to have it on just do your thing you have so much shit to do around this place just have it on you know what i mean like I, just have it on no, and just i get it I, subliminally i, I try i really did kind of like try but when they talk it's it's so annoying when they talk <laughs> why because it it's almost like they're too smart for their own like they're just not that smart they're like you're not that smart like and I think they're kind of dumb a lot of times, and that's what I kind of like. I well, kinda, just yeah, but, but it's kind of like a group of them are dumb, and then uh. this other group are smart, putting it all together, like doing all their things. Like mm. you have the a, and, and the, the like right, the adults dumb. are idiots, and the, the kids are the smart ones. And that's I'm just right. like, like really only one with like, hope. Like whatever, like whatever happened. That's why there's there's a beauty in Dawson's Creek, because these are kids just trying to figure out, like what to love. And what the fuck? Mm. That and and it's wrapped in this like self analysis, that is, th- that is us. Mm. Like there's so much of Dawson as a character that is like your average teenage male at that time. Now kids are just screwballs. Mm. Like now they're just off the rails. But here's the thing: the the girl that I watched those first two episodes with couple weeks went by and, and i think she tried to watch a couple more and she, and she lost it way before i did but we were talking i was like and she goes she goes yeah she's like she's like that she's like that show is not like for kids at all mm. and i'm like dude i told i told mark that same exact thing <laughs> i asked him if his like girls watch that show because um that show so here's the other issue like that did build like between those like first two episodes Mm -hmm. which is it a hundred percent builds this unbelievable standard of what you are like almost like as a growing adult and what you should be and not only that not just looks but it's a hundred and i'm not like knocking beautiful people because who doesn't want beautiful people Uh, (laughs) you love them i i'm knocking what the attitude is and what the perception is and 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 almost like what these characters represent okay um we're trying out for the cheerleader squad oh let's kiss no that has zero value even within uh, the context of that story mm-hmm. okay they made fun of it right after that it was stupid like yeah. immediately yeah and i was like why do they even do okay it? You know. uh, veronica coming in as a mean girl genius effing move her somewhat falling from grace 
genius. Like these are very smart decisions. Mm -hmm. The character later just becomes like a wimpy puss bag that doesn't represent that speech that she gave that she is ice, that she is cold. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I agree with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and and these are the concessions that as just an adult male, I say, I do not have to spend time with this anymore because it doesn't even know what it is at all at what mm-hmm. like at this point. Maybe what's his name? Ashabib Ababab, the guy <laughs> uh, that dude. Okay. That's his name. Okay. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. he should have just wrote all the freaking episodes. I don't know. Yeah, that it happens. Seem- I mean, I think that happens in season one where they're trying to figure out the footing and they're trying to, it, you know, I get it that. It just got mm-hmm. soft. It got, look, that show, Hard and Dark, one and two, okay, definitely not for anyone, like, and I'm not joking here, like, under the age of 20. It's 20 and up, that show, okay? I don't care. In tone alone, it's rated R, okay? I don't care... I don't care, like, it doesn't have blood or boobies or anything. In tone alone, that's a rated R show, okay? It's beyond me that it can even be on, like, something like CW. It's beyond, like, those first two episodes are crazy, okay? But I get it. They got to do something. You got to keep the doors open. Shock value. Mm -hmm. Archie. Whatever, okay? But there's, there's something to the way how those characters are like and i and you're right when you say like it goes away because you told me that you were mm-hmm. like oh it softens up and i'm like i'm like i'm in episode five and i'm like it's still there dude i'm like i don't know like because he was still banging the teacher by that point right, right, yeah, okay right. and and but you're right it softened up and it went away it, okay but that's what you don't like that's what you like you don't yeah. like that edge being gone yeah but i'm more or less making a point of like I think what this show does to like what it would do to a young mind, it it almost like displays these unrealistic standards on a, a amazingly fanciful like high level, and I really don't like. I just know if I was like, I just envision myself like at you know, I'll pretend I'm a girl like now, and if I'm watching <laughs> that show, I'm almost like, I gotta like kiss my friends, I gotta dress like a slut. I gotta bang a jock. If people don't like me in school, um, do this stuff. And I'm not saying like people's kids aren't smart. I'm not saying your girls mm-hmm. aren't. I 100% get that. But but how many times you put yourself at that age? How many things did you absorb that infected you? That absorbed you going into adulthood? That you might not still be able to shake today because I know there was a ton of crap that my young mind absorbed that I just didn't even know that I there was no filter for mm-hmm. that I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> okay? The psyche gets impressions. It gets subliminal. It gets subconscious impressions. Some of them are conscious. Okay? I remember trying to... You know one of the reasons why like I hit the gym so hard? I remember watching like Buffy the Vampire Slayer like doing push-ups because I like trying to make myself have like a better body because I saw thought Sarah Michelle Geller was like so hot and I'm not saying like that's not like a positive thing mm-hmm. but even her being sexualized like to a certain degree on that show like affected me and this shit Riverdale is so much more hardcore 
I just, it, it, in my mind, I extrapolate it. And I'm like, it's even worse today with social media. It's so much more worse because social media amplifies opinions, which are usually the worst opinions on earth to begin with. You get, if you want to know what, what, how many bad opinions are in this world, just go on social media. Social media will tell you every single horrible opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there's little benefit I see of a younger person like a young adult watching riverdale there's little benefit i see them i see them getting more benefit from something that is rated r like house of cards mm-hmm. there's more benefit if they watch house of cards than riverdale because to me like one is pandering and house of cards is like art and there's like lessons that those there's things that those characters do that are almost like real life lessons and real like you know, if you're into procurement and procedural like operations and and you know like behind the curtain type stuff, there's like real things you can pick up on House of Cards, mm-hmm. like okay or Mad Men, like is, a, yeah, is another good example. Sure. You know, but Riverdale, I'm like even just as a fan, I'm like holy shit. But I thought I was taken aback when she said that same thought to me like back. Mm-hmm. You know, and this girl's like not involved with geeks. Like you know, I told her to watch Doctor Strange on Netflix. She's like, what is that? Mm-hmm. I'm just like the, the big movie that kind of came out six six months ago. That was <laughs> it, it, like you walk by that bus stop that has that had the poster for about four months. There, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> like like she's but just some people were in it, and that's uh, just you know not into. Well, what I find interesting, I think we talked about this before, yeah. is that the so the CW kind of has their own niche. They have their own thing um, with the genre. You know, the things that shouldn't last last. The the uh, Vampire Diaries lasted forever yeah that you know, show went on for a long time that show and that's just like kind of a fan rabbit and when i was in wizard world philly it was kind of like that too the the the, the fanfare for this and i don't know if it's going to grow with with the um the convention circuit and if it's going to grow with netflix the one thing i thought was interesting was um they rolled out the next season kind of upfronts, but they didn't really show anything yeah. For season two, but they did a lot of recap and they kept they inserting it. So they led the the preview. They have a, like a five minute preview, and this is on YouTube of okay. the season of what all this all the fall season is. Yeah. And a ton yeah, of it's you were Riverdale. Saying, it's yeah. You were saying it was like it's, a highlight. It starts with Riverdale. Like it's a it's an anchor. It's an anchor show. And then they they're moving the they're moving the time slot and the day I think, and then also they they dropped in Black Lightning. And the, that team, <laughs> Black Lightning, which you said you're pro, yeah. Black Lightning, um, to kind of see. I am, I'm not, I'm not against it. I just, I, I don't know. Like he's barely a compelling character, and then you're going to put a family aspect yeah. of it, okay. and then not putting it in the Arrowverse. I just don't get. Yeah. It. Quick, quick side note. Of the two characters, what would you rather have a live action show? Black Lightning. Or Blue Devil. <laughs> so you're going to keep that weird uh, 70s of Tony yeah, it's Isabella. Gotta, it's, they got to, like, somewhat be in the same uh, same room. Uh, I guess Blue I guess Blue Devil, because I want Paris Collins to get royalties. And he's a, oh, he, lives like, he, lives, he lives, like, two miles from here, probably. I think he lives still lives in Philadelphia. Does he really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just... I, I side with you. I'll try it. You know what I mean? And, and it, you know, I just, I just don't... I don't know. Okay, I don't know, okay. but and and then so the reasoning was so just real quick they they yeah. they asked they asked the network head and they were like why did you do that like this show 
lost ratings. It yeah, had, it, yeah, you know, it, it lost cut, ratings lo- and went relatively down. lost average one million per episode. Like right. So uh, episode one was I think two, 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 three, mm-hmm. and it ended with one three. Right. So they said yeah. like, why would you do that? And it was basically stated that. Overseas, I, I believe in Australia, because listen to another podcast in Australia, they okay. run it a week behind on their Netflix called Stan. So they have a Netflix that's called... Okay. So they had some deal in Canada, it ran on Netflix. So it did, it did um, well in other markets. It did really well. So the, the, they, they, don't, they didn't disclose... They didn't like... You know, they're not like Netflix where they won't disclose any number. But yeah. they said, hey, there's enough demographics that it's fine. We're leaving it. We're giving another yeah. good season. This was 13, which I don't is, know. Which is fine. Yeah, like, so here's the thing, too. Before people got obsessed with numbers and success on, mm-hmm. on that level, uh, you know, movies went in the same trajectory. It wasn't uh, for... But Seinfeld didn't do well the first season. Yeah. They almost canceled well, it. Well, here's you know. here's the thing. Um, Seinfeld hit the stride in th- season three or four. You can say Friends, Cheers, um, Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Same same effect, um, Hill Street Blues ER, okay. Uh, I I didn't watch Buffy until season three. I didn't watch Sopranos right. until season. I never I think I've seen one or two seasons of either of those shows. Mm. Um, it's 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 a there's very few shows that are insane smash hits coming out of the gate. Uh, networks usually play the long ball when they develop a television because there's a huge investment when you develop a television show it's way different than than the movie Mm. i it's way different okay um it's just weird uh i on i would say riverdale earned a second season off of the strength of episodes like maybe one through five okay i would say like holy crap like like there's definitely like it's stuff you know to quote Shrek it's an onion there's layers there mm-hmm. and there was a lot of layers built in early and you know that's why I, when I was watching I was like oh my god like this is nuts mm-hmm. okay but yeah so um, uh, yeah I mean like I'm more prone to watch Riverdale season 2 episode 1 than finish season 1 mm-hmm. I just rather like like <laughs> like kind of I, I might do that like I never do that but I might do that with yeah. Preacher because the, the problem is, and we talked about this a little bit before, is that the way, because I've, I've read everything or, you know, and um, the, the issue is that the Preacher Season 1 happened slightly before issue number one. So everything I was trying to, and some stuff happened after issue number one. So the whole first season of the first three or four episodes I watched, I'm just like, does this fit here? I don't know. Yeah. So my whole time, I'm just trying to fit it in my brain, like Swiss cheese, like I'm like filling in holes. Yeah. And like. And I and, and and I can't do it because it doesn't, and so it, it it alienates me, and I can't objectifiably watch it. Yeah. So and I think that's when we talked about Wonder Woman. I said, well, that didn't do that because it just broad stroked, in such a nice way. Yes. That I was fine with it. Yeah. Oh, and one of the points with Wonder Woman, when it comes to like, if they got any deeper, outside of what they were broad stroking, mm-hmm. I really feel like it would have fell apart. Like. Mm-hmm. Especially with her, anything with her on the island with Chris Pine, like it would have fell apart, because you would have to get into kind of like, like how what is that society like just on the movie because you present movies differently than than, than comics, but you would have to get into the details of this society run by women, 
Mm-hmm. Like, you would have to kind of explain, like, certain things. Like, and it's just kind of like, you you can't do that with Wonder Woman without it sounding off. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, or, like, un- like, not proper or not correct. But real quick, getting into Batman versus Superman, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Superman can punch the shit out of Doomsday, not break anything. Like, not not do anything. Okay. Wonder <laughs> Woman's sword cuts through Doomsday. But the sword doesn't cut through Eris. Eris just does whatever. Okay, It's not the same sword. It's not the same sword. Mm-hmm. I get that. But. Where'd you get that sword? I don't know. She's not allowed to go back to Paradise I don't Island. know. Hmm. I don't know. But the whole idea was that obviously it cuts doomsday because it's the god killer sword it's desi- like it's enchanted she's the god killer right which is now like compl- it take it that movie destroyed batman <laughs> versus superman even further even like just it, when you think you couldn't get like it hurt <laughs> it hurt bvs so much and i'm just like why, why am I... Am I the only one... I think I'm the only one that cares. This is like another Peter thing. I'm the only one that really cares about what it no did to BBS. No one wants to watch BBS anymore. But it's there. It's, it's it's all like... It's on your it's on your computer. It's right over there. Yeah. It's on well, your box. watch there. it when you... It's all five box. <laughs> like, like I have a box. It's still on your... <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's you a... You have a nice B- sticker. Yeah. It's a BBS box. There you go. It's in your loot crate. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's just like... Oh, dude. Like it really... Like I just don't un- like why why didn't they just say there's a god killer sword BTW you're also bound bound Wonder Woman like you're also a god killer like that's the twist there was two god killers not one why the the twist should have been two and uh, uh, BBS would be fine right now BBS will never be fine no wonder why Zack Snyder left they'll never be fine. Did you hear the rumor this week that there's, like, severe reshoots now? Like, did you yes. see that? Yeah. Uh, Which is exactly what they said that Whedon would not be doing. They said I don't that... Know what's going on, man. Whedon? It's the Whedonverse now. Okay. He right. Okay. We'll Which is crazy because you're, what, so distraught over... Like, what? What? what's the better playhouse? You're so upset over Age of Ultron, uh, you now do this, which uh, is uh, the entire floor of DC executives in charge of DCEU. Mm-hmm. It's a disaster. I don't care with or without the, the success of Wonder Woman. It's still a disaster. Mm-hmm. You choose that over continuing to work with... The, yeah, the, the more I see and, the more I see into the interviews, the more I see about Patty Jenkins, it seems like that she's completely... In charge of this, yeah, she's in charge of that movie. Yeah, like that. She's it. Does yeah. a million interviews. There's been so many different things. Yeah, there was a thing last week where they talked about the scene on the boat where they talk about sleeping next to one another. That was an, almost entirely improvised. So I'm actually kind of curious how much of that was improvised. Supposedly that's that's one of the best scenes. Uh, hundred percent. Yeah, Chris finds like he's like I can't lay next to you. I'm not allowed to lay next to you. <laughs> yeah. But and he's like, but, come on over. And yeah, she, and, so, it, but and, it's very natural. Their chemistry is like. Awesome, yeah, and you know? know what too? It's it's also a I loved it because it's you know like I hate that it's understated, but it's something with the idea of what marriage represents because it's in the eyes of God. 
like that's what that whole scene's about and it just sucks that it needs to be like understated and not stated like but if it was stated you'd be taking the school it's your least favorite thing uh, well okay there's that's also like a give and take okay mm. never take me to school with in in <laughs> with any inaccuracy okay mm. when i know you're pushing a agenda Okay, this guy comes from... I think I might have wrote this down. I might breeze over it. He comes from a world that is all about that. That they understand it and they believe it. We're talking America in the 1930s. These were institutions in it. He would definitely have that mindset. He would have that belief. He would be 100% vocal about it. Mm -hmm. Okay? It would be there. And if you're going to make a period... Like, again, like if if you're going to make a period piece... Put it in the period. Don't just um, make people wear funny costumes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's that's where like sometimes like where like my trigger just goes off. But it was nice, you know. Like it's the same with Man of Steel, when they kind of say he's for truth, justice, and the American way, up until like not until the very end of the movie, where he's like, "Why would you think I'm evil? I grew up in Kansas." And that's like I'm American. That's like as close to him being I'm American. Yeah, that's like as close as him being <laughs> like, like that. That they could, that they were comfortable going in that movie, which is really, which is really weird too, because like he's supposed to represent America. He also has no regard for any budgetary constraints of America. He just rips apart drones. Well, he's an asshole. Well, they're they're being <laughs> assholes behind on me. Yeah, he's like budget t- shit. Yeah, he's like you're dumb drone. Don't you give me a dumb drone? Yeah, he's like I don't know if you realize, but I just punched the guy through a building, multiple buildings. Yeah, every building, right. everyone. Like, like, why would they even think? It's almost like the same as like like the guy that shoots the gun at Superman and then throws the gun at him. <laughs> right, like that'll do it. Yeah, like the gun's going no. to like. That's, Look out. I think that's a Jerry Seinfeld bit. Yeah, because like, I think Superman ducks. He ducks. Yeah. He, he moves out of the way. <laughs> he moves out of the way. <laughs> so he's like, oh, no, that's, yeah. I'll do that now. Yeah, but it's like the military's got to have a similar thing. So they're like, we know this guy can withstand missiles, but we'll we'll get him with the drone. Like, that's going to do yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> he won't detect it. Um, well, you want to go run through some quick... Uh, let's. Okay, can we talk about this? Can we talk about Black Panther? I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, so we'll move right into trailers. Yeah. So trailers, so... Trailer trash. Trailer talk. Park trash. Yeah. So the, trash this talk. is the semi-regular segment. Um, so yeah. I... There's a, a good trailer. Well, usually all we talk about is bad trailers. So I'm excited about this good trailer. Um, Black Panther. You think Black Panther is a good trailer? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But you hate the poster. I don't like the... Po- I don't like... I haven't liked posters. Mm. Meaning that the, there's a there's a... Absolutely terrible, and I, I meant to send it to you. There's a there's a Spider-Man Homecoming poster that is so weirdly photoshopped. It looks yes, I saw that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's unbelievable how horrendous that looks. Yeah, it's um, yeah. The 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 lines or the cuts for that. Oh my don't lord! Blend at all. Yeah, there's been a ton of correction. A, a boss logic. The um, he did one that he like he black- fixed it. Dude, he yeah he he did all he did all kinds of work, but um, people also like added things. They, they added like Darth Vader and like Roger oh, Rabbit and like like Will Farrell's in there. And, like, that poster is just it's yeah. un, it's unreal. I just I don't know. It's weird to me. Like I just feel like they need to go back to like Drew Drew Zan or just get like a Hildebrandt. You know what I mean? Like yeah. throw uh, it up. Like yeah. 
Or, or I mean, or I mean, you know what? But like the the IMAX. Who, who's leading in that style now? I don't know. Like the the ones I like the most are. Uh, there's an artist from Mondo. Like I see, like the the way after after after. Oh, movie. you're talking. Um, I know who you're talking about. Um, I don't know his name. Yeah, but it's like really good thick line, and it's dude, and the, the the likeness is great. I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but yeah, I know exactly who. Yeah, he does like those like super montages, but they're monochromatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, they're great. Uh, um, yeah, uh, but the um, but like but the the IMAX Guardians two. Volume two, oh yeah, is gorgeous. Like, yeah, that's gorgeous. I like most the of the most of yeah. the Guardians posters are great. Yeah, they're good photos. They're bright. Yeah, um, Ragnarok's probably going to be similar. Yeah, I think the Thor poster for that is just like has like almost like a rainbow shaded background. It's just it's heavy. Like yellows yeah, and I, reds I just feel like they need to commit like to it. There's some something the 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 I don't know. To me, it's almost it's uh, gosh like. The just Black Panther sitting on a throne without the mask. It looks like you know what? Put your mask on. Like to me, it's like yeah. it, it, it looks well, weird. It well, looks like his head's well, glued on. I, I'll to bring it up. False logic. Fix that. Dude, th- this guy's phenomenal. He has like one of my favorite like Instagram accounts. I'll, I'll show you. Um, the, he fixed it. Dude, the he, he fixed it. Yeah, yeah. Because the poster popped, and then the the trailer wasn't supposed to hit, and they were like, "It's coming on NBA Finals." So I felt like, and they also did a lot of marketing. And I, there you and, go. and I'm on a. And he uh, added the Panther too. How good is that? Right? <laughs> How good is that? So Isn't what is that? that? Awesome? That's boss logic. Boss that logic. The... Yeah, I'll, I'll keep talking. I'll try and find his spider main mark. Right. So he. Um, so I didn't like the Chadwick Boseman. It looked like his head's glued on to a poster. Oh. Literally. Look how cool that is. That's better. It's uh, it's still a little. Yeah. Well, it's, see, it's much better. See though. how he added the the glow, like the he glow added, like the lens flare sort well, of. Well, yeah, yeah, that hides the weak cuts. Like mm-hmm. the weak cutouts that that they had for that, the obvious cutouts. Mm. So he he was like a little crazy. There's a lot of good colors in that. Yeah, too. he also did this one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I just I don't think I just I, just I, like, I, just I think, think I don't like the composition of everything. Yeah. I think it's it's it. I just don't like the composition of everything. So there's a montage, Spider-Man Homecoming poster with uh, Tony Stark in the top right corner, like a large head, and then Spidey against the back, yeah. and everyone else in it. See that's better too. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a shit. Isn't he? Awesome? Oh my gosh, dude! And he he's so freaking quick. Like he he has a speed that I I I cannot fathom why how he's so yeah. quick. So uh, so yeah. you just showed me the so Inhumans had a trailer leaked today, but I can't find it. It was already leaked, and now it's already pulled. Yeah, let me see if I can uh, I can maybe get lucky. But he just that. showed me. So Pete just showed me the uh, the Inhumans poster, which is just looks bad. And then uh, it has Black Bolt without his mask on, and uh, the bad wig that Medusa's wearing, and then his his thing. You just fix all of it. <laughs> like the hair looks better, it's trailing a little, and then he puts the mask on Black Bolt. Trailer is, or is teaser right. trailer? The, has whatever there been was posted a, today. Has there, was posted has there been today. a teaser trailer? The teaser trailer is a logo and people talking, and it's shitty. It's not even a trailer. Not a trailer. All right, let me see. Um, so to so kind of go in, so there. At a, right before a movie's gonna hit, everything just goes nuts. So I'm I'm now quitting final trailer. You know, like I'm, I'm gonna quit. If, I'm gonna quit the final. So if there's a teaser and a regular trailer, okay. If there's a story trailer, maybe I'll watch it. But I think right now I'm gonna try and just go teaser, and then that's it. Yeah. So um, as for homecoming, I'm I'm done. So I the for the NBA finals, they did a nice crossover with homecoming. 
mm-hmm. yeah. where, where uh, Peter Parker was invited to Tony Stark's like, like Skybox or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, or Stark Tower or Avengers Tower to to watch um the NBA finals, and he gets there, and Tony Stark is like on TV, like he's not. It's but that sequence was like so freaking fun. Like they did such a good job. It was it was maybe like three clips that they put, and I, I don't even know if this is in the movie, mm-hmm. but it's got like John Favreau and stuff. It it, it kind of really sold the movie to me because mm-hmm. it really is like this like like Robert Downey Jr. like Spider Man type like relationship, and like it, 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 I'm like you know what I'm like that's it's like more Robert Downey Jr. like it just seems like fun and and. Like, yeah, the, I, the, not, I think I'm, like, I'm not watching anymore. I, I, yeah. I, from what I feel like, the vibe is right. It, it got me. Yeah, that, and maybe that's the word I was like looking. I for. did accidentally see because again, I'm trying not trying to see anything. I did see some some Aunt May pictures this week where they give her these weird like glasses because they have to oh. unhot Marissa Tomei. Oh, because okay. everyone's comment after like see what like look at hot Aunt May. Like everyone was yeah. kind of like crazy. So I yeah. think like, they're trying to ugly her up a little that's bit. That's funny. Um, you know, so, and I would say, like, because even, even with, like, I think there's an overload, and I'm afraid Homecoming's going to fall into it. So before The Mummy came out, I know you talked about The Mummy last episode, yeah. um, there was a Dark Universe announcement. I don't care about it. I don't care that Javier Bardem is famous. I don't care that Depp is. I think it's just a, yeah. it's a, it's a weird Avengers of, of old guys. Like, I don't think that they, they're relevant anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just a crazy it's a, attempt, and I think it's stupid, well, it's, and I don't want it. It's an interesting experiment. Now the thing is though, how did the movie do over the weekend? How did that go? It did. Well, it did thirty. Did like thirty-three. Wonder Woman, I think, did fifty. So Wonder Woman beat it. Wonder Woman beat it by wow. double. Okay. Holy crap! Okay. Uh, worldwide, Mummy is already at one seventy-five with a budget of one twenty-five. So worldwide, it seems to um, little float. Fine, yeah, it's 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 doing fine. But but the thing is though, so here's. Like I went into the the guys behind the Mummy, which were there. It's all Tom Cruise's guys, like like Kurtzman too. The yeah, director. it's Kurtzman, Macari, yeah, uh, David Cap, yeah, and yeah, you know, and like right, like uh, between Macari and 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 Cap, like who, right, like who, Macari wrote Usual Suspects. Cap wrote the first Spider Man movie. This yeah. is a great well, script, actually. Yeah, uh, he wrote. I think he wrote Jurassic Ramey. Park. He was like a Spielberg disciple. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And Kurtzman was in. Kurtzman and Orchie were in the DreamWorks writing internship studio. Yeah. And right. they wrote the island for DreamWorks, and you know. Yeah. The, um, they it, wrote a ton of stuff. Yeah. So, um, so, it's it, it's interesting that so many story guys are involved with just one movie, like guys that have a long history of cranking out work in in, in Hollywood. Um, like part of like where I'm coming from with this movie is that all right so what would you rather have Universal do like you now like what if what if they wanted a piece of this pie like you know like they wanted like they essentially created a shared universe out of like public domain IPs I, I just think that they're going about it by... I think they're going so star-heavy that the stars are not... When I look at Captain America on screen, I, I don't see Chris Evans. Like, I feel like it's Captain America. Like, yeah. I feel that, that Tom Cruise is no one in this movie besides Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise hasn't been not Tom Cruise in he, I, think I don't know how he, many years. I think years. he's the only one that kind of... 
like sticks out for whatever reason. And, because and, he's and, not a character. And I'm a Tom Cruise guy, and I even say like he kind of because even going into this, you and I were like, what is like? We, is he we, the mummy? Who's the mummy? We couldn't figure Did it. Did he die? When he, he screams, oh, I'm pretty sure like he, when the when the plane's upside down. I want to see. I'm pretty sure he dies and she she resurrects. Does he have power? I don't know. I just yeah. I, I can't take it, and I just I don't I don't want to see it. I don't. I'm I'm kind of done. I'm done. I'm it. done with Tom Cruise running. I'm just out. You can watch it, and you'll tell it. me it's okay, and I'll go okay. I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah. um, but but I feel like the, the tra- as for the trailer overload, I felt like they tried to sell me on this movie a million fucking times. Like every week there was a different trailer. Every week there was a video about, and I did hear that the stunt where they go zero G is like ten seconds long, and you already saw it. Yeah. That you already saw it in the trailer, and they're like, "Why do the stunt?" But they have a half hour documentary about the stunt. Yeah. And then they had a half hour documentary about the universe. The half hour documentary about Tom Cruise's weird other yeah. stunt. They have a half hour documentary completely re- revealing the character of Mr. Hyde. Yes. Way to go. Yeah. Before well, the movie came out. Well, yeah. I why think- would you do that? Now I also know that. If and and this will kind of dovetail right into my next thing, is that if you if if IMDb is out there, and unless you completely are zippered up, yeah. If you cast, you know, before you have Russell Crowe and he's playing a Doctor Jekyll, okay, like you know what I mean? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, of course. No, but don't let me see it, and don't let me see it even in the thumbnail for a trailer. Yeah, and I saw his eyes were red. Like I'm like, God damn it! Like you know what I mean? Like I don't want it. Yeah, don't I, do it. I think they were um, the marketing and the rollout for that was um, disjointed. Out like again, they're they're trying to educate people on something that doesn't <coughs> exist. Like okay, and people are always like, why can't? Why do they always have to do adaptations? Because adaptations actually fill in a lot of the blanks. Mm. Okay, we're seeing like a a shared universe from the ground up and and this is there's no blue again no blueprint for that there's no way to really do it and they're trying to do it and i think they there was a lot of training wheels on the the marketing rollout for this and what type of content and what the what the um what the release schedule is for that content and where it gets placed and and why and where um there's a lot to be learned okay but this is why when you do a shared universe, it's best to do it on an established, like almost like lines of credit. Like you do it on established lines of IP. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, hey, uh, we can do a extended universe on MASH. Or how about we do one on Hasbro? Like we'll do Transformers, G.I. Joe, ROM, and Mask. Right. That's what they're doing in the comics. That's right. exactly what they're doing in yeah, the comics. Right, like, right. Yeah. And like, but those. Like there's already el- there's already paths and lines established to what the connections are. There's n- like there's none of that for dark universe. Dark universe. It's there's no nostalgia for it. There's no like so I, I understand when you when you yeah. talk about that. There's already there's a pre audience when Power Rangers came out. Yeah. You didn't have to super advertise. They still advertise, but you didn't have to be like. Yeah. Do you know what Power Rangers is? Yeah. No. Like you know what I mean? Like we all know what Power Rangers is. Yeah. Whether we like it or hate it, it doesn't matter. We all yeah. know it. Do you know? And that's why, like, they were like, "Why?" And there's no new ideas because they already have pre-advertising without paying a dime. Yeah. Um, well, on the it, IP. Yeah, it's. I, I would say it's beyond the advertising. It's. I really feel like it's the education. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you don't have to educate people much on Power Rangers. Think of 
the level of education required for Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. which is still happening. Just like there's still like a lot to um, Tron Legacy went through that. Mm-hmm. Okay, where you're like, what is this? It's it's a secret. The other movie came out. 30 year, years ago. I, just, I think the and, window, like, there has to be a window. Like, I mean, I think the, yeah. the only, or it depends on the window or the talent. So I almost feel that the exception will be, like, the Blade Runner 2049, which I'm going to see completely because of Denny Villeneuve, not necessarily because of anything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, um, I'm interested in the, the music for that because I love uh, Vangelis, Vang, Vangelis' uh, okay. score in, in, in the original. Um, I'm hoping it keeps... Like some I don't, of know, that I don't know who he uses. I know Arrivals. Yeah. I know Arrivals. Uh, um, score was unusual. Yeah, so. what's, uh, real quick too. Did, what what is your take on Arrival? I like Arrival. Yeah, a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think Arrival's great. Yeah, I think Arrival is like. But see, there's there's so many different marketing campaigns that are con- that are really. It's really difficult. That was very difficult to market. And I think a lot of people just were disappointed in that because they 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 have in the trailer the one of the trailers. Yeah, and it's and we're still in our trailer. <laughs> area anyway trailer trash talk trailer trash talk is that there's a part of the, where the, no one was communicating with another with one another and they yeah. were like what are we going to do we're going to attack them yeah because that's every end of the movie and she's like don't attack them yeah. wait now spoilers that does not happen in the movie like it doesn't that part happens but they yeah. don't attack them yeah there's like an escalation that there's an escalation that you yeah. just would figure would be a payoff it's like in the, the film. third time we've said escalation yeah so no well more, that's that's no true yeah <laughs> that um, one that one was appropriate so i'm just yeah. trying to so like i mean and, and i know that today spider-man homecoming put out a 30 minute disney xd show that they showed over the weekend oh, wow. which is like tw- it's like 22 minutes it's only in the cool and oh, I'm geez. like, God damn it. Like, I, I don't want to watch it because I just feel like th- there's only so much you can show. There's going to be behind-the-scenes stuff you're going to see by accident. There's going to be scenes that they're going to pop right. in. That's way too much time. Yeah. And, like, it's not out for, like, a month. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? So I just feel like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to see the movie. So uh, I'm done with so the Valerian trailer hit last week. I think that's going to be amazing. I'm seeing that. But I think that's not going to hold an audience. I don't feel like everyone's going <sighs> to. If that's going to work for everyone it's, either, that's it. That's that's the, a, that's the X factor. That's, that goes into what you just said. Yeah. Is anyone going to know what the heck that is? Yeah. I and you know what too. I'll tell you right now. That's another one where people are like, "What? What is that? That's coming out. I never heard." Like, there's mm-hmm. already that. I'm already hearing a lot of that. Right. Um. Again, the world that you and I come from. That's a movie that's high on our list. Aren't through nature alone. Mm-hmm. Through the nature of this movie. We know it is worthy of our of of the ticket sale, like period. You know, mm. um, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, but real quick, uh, my only issue with the Black Panther trailer was that like a lot of it didn't seem like a couple parts just seemed fake, and I don't know if it's like too like early shots or whatever. But when he's like looking up the rocks. Mm-hmm. He's like, and everyone's like on their, like, all the different tribes are on those rocks. Mm-hmm. That just seemed like. Zion. Yeah, it just. Um, that seemed fake. And then there was like a couple shots of like the armored girls with like guns. Mm-hmm. And the, the guns looked like. They that weren't whole there, thing, yeah. But, like, when they're on the. I know what you're talking about. On like the, the yeah, flat top. Yeah. Like Killmonger standing right. there. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, like what? But. Um, I just think it's cool. Like. It's just cool. like, like to me, Black Black Panther always was one of the cool parts of the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, 
like I just I'm praying to God that they never do Namor. I do not. I, I don't think they could. Well, you know what? Okay, the, the only thing such that, a stupid. <laughs> I, I think that everyone everything can work, and the reason why I think everything can work is I think who the the people that are in charge in the art department in Marvel Studios know how to do uh, either you know whether they do something retro futurism. So like yeah, Asgard, I, Asgard has like a. Uh, um, I don't know. It's like a mid-eastern, uh, like a yeah. It's th- they, they do like a medieval futurism. Yeah. And then then and so it's Asgard is like you know you, then they have laser and or they have these ships that are well, just on uh, sails. That's Andy Pack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A yeah. Rob Andy Liefeld Park. Park. Yeah. Um, a Rob Liefeld disciple. So thank Rob Liefeld for I'm fine. Marvel. Yeah. Um, you, but, no, you're, you have to. <laughs> I'm not going to thank him. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to thank him. I'll thank the janitor that wrote his books. The uh, oh jeez. So the um, but in this one they have like Afrofuturism. That's a real thing. So yeah. the the what they do is it, so they have African culture items, but then they're all wearing these armor. Yeah. Uh, the Doralaje is there, which is a, like is the, the all the female guards. Yeah. And and she's in it, but no one really like notices. Um, like his sister is in it, um, so she can become Black Panther. Right. So that's well, already she, there. She does, yeah. She yeah. does in in, in, uh, in different volume four, volume five. Yeah. So there's a couple different yeah. things. Um, when I saw the Civil War, I remember T'Chaka from the Cable Run you talked about. So the, so yes. there was a uh, Black Panthers in three or four ep- yeah. issues of that. So it's the Joe Casey, uh, Jose Ladron Cable. Yeah. Series where he goes to he goes to Wakanda and yeah. then and uh, Ladron drew very Kirby esque because this I is think very that's Kirby. Where he gets the spear of he has like his psychic spear in that run and I, yeah crap, was it? I think he gets it from there. I'm just kind of I'm just, I love that run. It's such I yeah. have, you know have that I, I, I'll it's keep the right stack there. next to my drawing it's table, right there. dude. Like that runs for real, dude. I don't, yeah. Like fuck Pete. I just fuck man. Like. That's a that's a real run of comics there. That's yeah, a real run. Yeah, it was forty eight to seventy, seventy one, seventy two. So upset, yeah. And then they decided <laughs> to bring Lightfoot for two well, issues. So like Lightfoot explained that though he did talk about it in this one podcast and mm-hmm. and he said and he like so whenever no one has ever interviewed Rob Lightfoot, okay, they say something to him. And he'll go on for like an hour, <laughs> and the things he says in that hour are so freaking like, all like, they're it's just awesome because it's just one thing after the next, mm-hmm. okay. And people just sit there, and I'm like, you, what the hell am I listening? Mm-hmm. Like, do your job, interview him. Don't just, but in one of these like ranks that he went on, he said that, he, um, people hated that he got on that book at that time. But he said no one realized that they were close to canceling the book, and they and they brought, <coughs> that's what I heard. I don't, yeah, I don't and know. they brought him on to like boost the sales, and he goes, and yeah. technically it works. And well, he like numbers are numbers, so whatever. Like the his numbers, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. Numbers are true, but he said like same thing happened with um with Wolverine too. Where like he got those five or six issues of Wolverine, and mm-hmm. and the sales popped, and the sales popped for Teen Titans when he came on for like two or four issues mm-hmm. like of that so i mean like all right like you know like there it maybe is like some effect to that but at mm-hmm. the same time like i don't know um like i guess adult peter is kind of like well 
Maybe, sure, it just canceled it then. <laughs> like, you should have just yeah, canceled Back then, cable. it wasn't really an option. Like, right now, Marvel has these little mini runs that they end quickly. Yeah, so it's, they end it's in 15. Diff- yeah, it's, and it's, it's a creator saying, okay, I'm doing 15 inches of Moon Knight. Okay. Yeah, it's and a totally like, okay. different. Yeah, it's a totally different world now because back then the attitude was, and I'm kind of happy. Like I really never made this connection before. Mm. Th- th- this is actually really good. Was you kept that title going as a publisher, no matter what. There was never mm. like pre-planned cancellation in any book, like ever. Like you, um, you, when you started the series. You did everything you could to increase sales and to keep it going. And now it's like this weird scenario where, yeah, like, hey, what do you feel like doing? Like, hey, you, mm-hmm. hey, little, little writer guy, what do you feel like doing? Eh, well. I, wonder if it's, I wonder if it's the Gaiman effect. I wonder if Neil Gaiman, I mean, you figure Sandman was the first book that was a mainstream book that he was allowed to take characters from the DCU, do his own thing, and then end it when yeah. he wanted to end it. Well, and then yeah, Preacher and Starman after that. Yeah, and then Starman. I think yeah. Star. Yeah, and and I would say that like I love the Starman run. I would yeah. almost want ten issues less well, of that. As weird as that sounds, I'd like yeah. it to be ended. Like well, maybe precursor to even Sandman, Morrison's Animal Man. Perhaps. Well, he because well, he, 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 he always he planned to leave. That. Yeah. But then it kept going, and then like the next run, you're like, Muh. but then there was something else completely after that. So the next run after that, I'm trying to think who did the run right after it. They're basically screwed. Maybe I, uh, I I just remember that series ending with. It didn't end with that drawing. It, it I thought it ended in on the drawing table. I thought they. Took, that's the way that his run ended. Right. He met himself. And they kept going. He met Grant Morrison. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, but no, I'm right confused right after that, that uh, someone else. Well, I'm a little upset over. now. I thought that was like the end of. <laughs> no, but like he did the same thing with Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol ends, and then someone else took it over and then it was a completely different thing yeah and that's fine and that ended up working anyway so that's what kind of what, what's kind of what was kind of cool about the, those vertigo series that swamp thing ended a bunch of times so swamp thing has yeah. the, you know the len ween thing that even before more that was wrapped up tight yeah and then alan moore came on and, and alan moore helped script the end of number he did number 20 number 21 is the anatomy lesson but number yes. 20 alan moore helped script with i think i believe it was len ween and he wrapped, helped wrap up all the shit he didn't want to bring over. Wow. Okay. And then he's like, now here we go. So everyone's like, oh, 21. I'm like, 20 was his first issue technically. Wow. yeah. But it doesn't make any sense because he's just like wrapping up a bunch of shit. <laughs> and then like you read 21, that's really the true beginning. Yeah. Um, but you can you can cancel that series on the end of that one if you want. Um, but he, you know, and you can cancel the end of... But then you've also had... Multiple Swamp Thing runs that were great. You had the Millar uh, Hester run, which was great. You yeah. know what I mean? You had uh, even a Brian K. Vaughn one where it was all his daughter. That's really Well, underrated. at one time, like, like so Swamp, Swamp Thing was a rite of passage, especially if you mm-hmm. were from 2000 AD. Right. If you came from 2000 AD, you had to work on, on Vertigo. You had to work on Swamp Thing. And and um, it was kind of like a, like a showcase. Mm-hmm comic I mean character at, at one time because it, it lent himself the character lends itself to writing well mm-hmm. because you can kind of you can be physical you can be metaphysical you can be inside outside whatever yeah right. now um, 
Well, and you know. can write a whole scenario. Most of those books were just horror books. Yeah. Uh, Shade the Changing Man was just like a horror book. I loved it. Yeah, Shade. And yeah. it was like, there, it's happened to have this, but that weird, was, you know. So that was like, that was an interesting, like, block. Because you kind of had, like, Shade, Animal Man, and Ragman. Right? Or, was it Ragman? Or? Yeah, um. No, he had Swamp Thing. Ragman did have a miniseries, which was also very good. I thought he had, like, a... He didn't have a monthly? Just a miniseries. Pat Broderick drew it. And then there was, like, a miniseries called Clash, and that was, like, a revamp, like, similar to, like, the John Byrne OMAC. Like, so they had these, like, prestige format, like, Mm -hmm. revamps that were just, like, almost... Like, even OMAC was, like... OMAC was a Zippo tone. Yeah. Like, sepia tone. Yeah, black and white Zippo. But, um... That, that was an interesting time for, for DC. So that, man, they, they did have a lot of good stuff then. Mm-hmm. They had, like, yeah. the uh, Shadow, the uh, the DC Comics second mm-hmm. Shadow series. Well, uh, the Howard Chicken, and then when it went to ongoing, it was uh, Andrew Helfer and Kyle Baker. Yeah. There was so much. They, I, they were so much better than Marvel at that point. Yeah, so like, I... What, what I feel. Uh, yeah, so I feel that now that they... The runs that they do... Um, the way that Marvel is kind of patterned in some ways is they they talk to the creators. Warren Ellis has a great Moon Knight run. It went right into Brian Woods' Moon Knight run. Goes right into Jeff Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight run. Yeah. So there's three there's three recent Moon Knight runs which are revamped. They're all good and they're all completely different. Yeah. So I think that's yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Yeah. And now it's over. And now like it's like no one's gonna touch it. Now, now I think it, we won't see Moon Knight again for a couple of years. I think I think that's it. Yeah. I don't think anyone else can well, touch he it. Always yeah he. That's the way. That's, that's the way he goes. That's what's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's why I think it, like it actually could kind of work on Netflix because um, they did the wrong Iron Fist. Like that's kind of the hard part with Iron Fist is they did the wrong one. Yeah, they did bits of the the, the boringest <laughs> interpretation of Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I've read every a lot of the other interpretations of Iron Fist. Every one's better than the one we watched. Yeah. So we'll see. Defenders is coming. You know. I, I, um, I'm excited. Oh, well, well, there are trailers. Okay, so trailers. So Valerian, I'm on. Uh, so the, the, the thing that I think, the, the, the cut through, the cool, that doesn't need, uh, it doesn't, that it's it's weird. It's kind of a weird cred, but, you yeah. know, uh, Baby Driver's coming out. That's Edgar yeah. Wright. Who uh, already. Did, Scott Pilgrim did not do Ant-Man. Did yeah. some of Ant-Man pre-work and then left because he couldn't handle the Marvel's interference. Yeah. And that's fine. He's an auteur, whatever. It's fine. But the most recent trailer that was edited specifically to uh, Tequila is just nuts, and yeah. it's like a perfect trailer. It's an uh, A plus. Yeah, I, complete I A plus. Agree. Yeah, and but that just oozes cool, and I don't know. But I feel like just as you say, like we're like, hey, Valerian, look at that amazing thing, and then space and this, and then all this <laughs> stuff and sci-fi. There's way too many concepts. Whereas I think Baby Driver is going to pull that cool and be like, there's a guy. And he has, like, tinnitus, and yeah. he has to listen to music and drive a car and look at the stunts, and they're real stunts. So yeah. I think there's a, su- a certain street level of that where, like, you don't need to know anything. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Baby Driver is, like, the... Okay, so we've seen this movie before. It was called Snatch. Like, we've seen this movie before. It was, like, kind of like uh, Lucky Number Slevin. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are all like hyper versions of Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. where they're insightful, intelligent criminals that shouldn't be criminals because they're so freaking smart. Okay, not saying criminals are dumb. Some criminals are insanely intelligent, 
but it's like this like weird criminal type movie doing things to and everyone has like a little bit of a hook to it and they have a ton of great talented people around the role you know and that's where like when you and i were going back and forth about that trailer that's why i was saying like this movie's like already it's a it's already a hit it already has that momentum it's gonna be a smash mm-hmm. it's gonna be huge okay uh yeah maybe i don't know to, to me like this and then i think uh, uh a couple of days later the um the new Soderbergh movie hit, the new Soderbergh movie, and you think that's going to be really big. I think that's I mean, not going to hit. Oh, no, man. That movie just looks so like... So that's Logan Lucky, and that's um, Channing Tatum. This is his third movie? Second or third? Uh, well, he did... He, he did, did Magic, Magic Mike 1, one and two. 2. 2 is not Soderbergh technically directed. He didn't direct that. Oh, okay. That's okay. I forgot. It might yeah, well I, I never even saw it, so... Um, but, you know, this is Soderbergh, who's been retired oh, like 17 times. Oh, he Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He was in Haywire's um, a kick. Haywire's. I love Haywire. Yeah, I think Haywire's really good. That's very underrated. I just like it that she kills all like really cool actor guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, so, um, so Logan Lucky is uh, Soderbergh, who did Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen, yeah. Haywire, um, Traffic. Traffic. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so this is his kind of return to the sly heist, but he uses <laughs> he uses what Daniel Craig. So it's who's the other guy? I know that's um Channing Tatum, and then his brother is yeah. Kylo Ren. It's it's yeah. uh, it's oh, Adam yes, Driver. Yes, yeah. Right. Yes. So you have Magic Mike and Kylo Ren get together to bail out to take out James Bond out of jail. <laughs> yeah, so Daniel Craig, James, James Bond, Bond. Yeah. to be a, a safe cracker. Yeah. And there's a couple. I forget. There's yeah, a bu- Daniel, there's a bunch of Daniel other staples Craig's in it. In like straight southern accent. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. With like bleach blonde uh-huh. hair, like a crew cut. He needs a role like that. He needs a role to separate himself. Absolutely. From. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because even even the other movies, even Girl with a Dragon Tattoo and Cowboys vs Aliens, there were he was too close to James Bond. In he's just walking movies. around. Yeah. To me, I felt he, in those movies he's just walking around. <laughs> Like I just can't take it. <laughs> just um, <laughs> so that's one. The other one that kind of popped. Would you say too, that to his face if if he was here? Yeah. Like and you, then he just punched me in the face. Yeah. You just walk spine. around. You know what, man? You just walk around. You, you know just, what you should do? I'm sick of you walking around in your movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides the Bond movie, I think he does not walk around. I think in the Bond movies he does stuff, but I feel like the other movies he walks around. Seriously, Cowboys vs. Aliens is like just a mess. Just a mess. Um, that movie fell apart, but the reason why they were, like, getting the gold, like, the hook for the aliens, that's where it fell apart. I don't know. They're, to me, that's, a, that's such a weird studio. Yeah. I'll move into, like, so, um, so, so what yeah, is your yeah. take? So, so we kind of talked about, like, public consciousness. Yes. So public consciousness, and do we give a shit? So Universal Monsters, I don't know if anyone cares. Everyone that would have liked those no, or seen those no movies, they're seems, dead. No one seems excited. Right, no one cares. Okay. So, Murder in the Orient Express is an Agatha Christie novel from a hundred years ago or so. It's a. Uh, uh, it's a, it's, it's a, one to two movies. It's a King. A couple Arthur, movies. Yeah, it's a King Arthur, Robin Hood. This where, is another King Arthur where, Robin Hood. Movie. Where this is a incredible story. It's, Don't we know who killed the person? Well, <laughs> Don't we get, know who kills? They, yeah, they they have to. Uh, so that, what are they going to do there? Do you think that they're going to murder? So the book's old. To, everyone should know. Spoilers. You can Google it or whatever. Gotta, yeah, it's got to have its own twist. It's got to have. But at the but here's the thing, it's just like in I'm like not researching this or whatever, but in like a few years, maybe next year, 
we'll have a bunch of giant Hollywood actors getting together to do some interpretation of Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, Othello, or Macbeth. Yeah, I guess we're due for that. That happens. Okay. You well, know, we had a good Mel Gibson, Macbeth. We had a good, we had a Romeo and Juliet Ethan with Hawk. DiCaprio. We yeah. had O with Ethan Hawke. I'm fine with that. That's yeah. fine. No, O was with um, Lawrence Fishburne, I think. Isn't Ethan Hawke in that? Ethan Hawke was in another version of Hamlet. There was modern oh, day right. Hamlet, then there was Mel Gibson dated Hamlet, mm-hmm. then there was Kenneth Branagh Victorian Hamlet, which is four hours plus. That's like the actual play. Yeah, I like that. Kenneth Branagh. I like that yeah. one. Um, which, Kenneth Branagh's directing Murder Neuron Express. Yeah. The new and improved post Thor <laughs> Dutch angle of Kenneth Dutch Branagh. Angle. Yeah. Um, well, well, but don't you think this movie, so when I've watched the trailer, and they do a really weird, almost 360 camera thing. Yeah, yeah, the. Which is so gimmicky. But don't you think this is Kong Skull Island on a train? Yeah, it's just like. like they're just getting like the, the go to actors. So they get like the Dame Judy yeah. Dench, they get. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like like you know what it is. It's 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 not even like a studio film as much as it's like an agency film, where an agency has that collection. Like they're like, hey, um, like we have a way to make this movie. Hey, what in this like? Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that's like wrong in like the method, but they're yeah. like, hey, we like we have relationships with this many like with these people, mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, well let's talk to these, and they pick. Like, who the agency feeds them, and that's how you get... Like, that's how a lot of these actors end up together, like, in movies. And that's why some of them repeat, like, in the same movies together. Like, like you, you think Tannen Chanel and and Steven Sonnenberg don't have, like, agency relations? Mm-hmm. Like, they probably have the same agency. That's how Hollywood works. It, you know, like, it, it's a town of introductions. <laughs> it's a town of, of being comfortable with people because... You don't want to lose your career because some actor is an is an insane nutbag. Mm-hmm. Like you, you want to hire people that you're secure in making movies with. You know, like it's not in the easy business on, on that notion. But yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised in another few years if we get like a Weathering Heights, if we get a right. oh you know wait you know what's due for an update? And speaking of Ethan Hawke, um, uh, Great Expectations. Oh. Like come on, like let, we we gotta bring that no, one I back. Know. Like yeah. you know, like no, but, it's hard to do those. Yeah, no, and then they'll be. In but the, him and know. Gwyneth Paltrow were in that that yeah. update. I remember that color being good. I wonder who wonder it was like the, her the, being really bright the cinematographer. cinematographer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it had like that 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 golden glow and mm-hmm. it was like uh, heavy like greens. greens. Yeah, yeah exactly. Greens. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we know it. Good job, cinematographer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when the fuck was that movie? 15, 20 years ago. That was maybe ninety eight, maybe ninety nine. All right, yeah. so Murder in the Orchid Express is the new Kong Skull Island. It's Kong Skull Island on a train. The reason I say it is because yeah. Kong Skull Island was just like a cut and paste. It was like, we're going to get Loki. We're going to get yeah. Steve Brule. We're going to get, like, you know, it's like, the, I just think that they just plopped it all together. Like, we're well, going to get Nick Fury. Yeah, well, it's. We're it's, going to get that gather. Yeah. Got, like, I was like, I, oh. I, I just envisioned, like, Bill Murray's, like, freak out in, um, like in Ghostbusters when he's like dogs and cats living, living together, together. Yeah. <laughs> like the, like that's how like they so Murder in the Orient Express movies. is like okay they have Jack Sparrow they have they have Ray from Star Wars <laughs> Jack Sparrow Ray Skywalker <laughs> from Star Wars which I know she's not maybe she's discovered who knows yeah, they have Michelle still, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. Catwoman you have Olaf or Gas or what's his name in uh um, 
in Beauty and the Beast. Who the fuck was he in Beauty and the Beast? Josh Gad. Olaf. Olaf. He's, he's Olaf. Yeah. So Olaf, you have Judy Dench, the Dame. the Penguin, too, right? They're saying he's going to be Oh, the God, penguin. no. Yeah. Please, no. Um, Willem Dafoe, so I always go Green Goblin or Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, I, I, I Green like Goblin. Jesus. Jesus is the better. You know, or he's uh, Sergeant Elias. And, um, so I did it. It's they, just... They, uh, get them, they, got, they got them all. Ugh. They... But and they, it, and then Penelope Cruz. I don't know where you put her in. Banditas. What the fuck was she in? Um, uh, Vanilla's guy. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh God. Uh, she was in Blow. She was in Blow. And Zoolander oh, Two. Sahara. That's what I was thinking. What did yeah. I say? Banditas. Banditas. Well, she was in yeah. some movie with um. Uh, yeah, Sahara. I never got her appeal, to be honest. Like, how know. does she end up in movies? She can. She never. Like, She's great can, in the Almodovar movies, like All About My Mother and Volver. Volver yeah, is unreal. Good, but she's not speaking English either in those movies. No, she shouldn't speak English. She speaks English. That's speaks what I mean. Like, whenever she speaks English, it's and like... if you want to see... The, so I had a weird segment. I'll, I'll put this on the, the list of this segment that I wanted to make up, <laughs> which is... And I usually do this. So I like things that I can't recommend. I'm like, I can't recommend this highly enough for you not to watch it. Because I don't think... People would like it, but I like okay. Volver. So like Vanilla, uh, Vanilla, Vanilla. I said Vanilla. I'm thinking Vanilla Sky because I'm thinking Vanilla Cruz. Vanilla Cruz is in a movie that El, El Motivar did with, um, with uh, so yeah, El Motivar did a movie with Penelope Cruz named Volver. It was from I don't know maybe five ten years ago, and she just imagines her mother and the mother was a ghost maybe, and then she ends up meeting her mother in the kitchen, might have been dead, oh. might have been, and it's weird and creepy. I don't know what's going on in it. And I love it. The same thing. So this today, I, I texted a few friends of mine because Twin Peaks is on episode five now. Yeah, you're five or six. Way I'm way into it. I cannot recommend it. And someone I work with watched it. He couldn't make hands in her fucking tails of it. Never watched the old show. Yeah. Couldn't watch the new show. The first. It's completely impenetrable. Yeah. Right. Completely. Completely. Yeah. So they. they it's they, unreal that they gave these people money. Now the cast is un- unbelievable. The, everyone's in it. Yeah. You know, like Michael Sarah was in it for I don't even know why the last episode. Um, I love I love that though. And like, there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on, and every episode is written by Mark Frost. Everything is directed by yeah, you're you know everything's yeah. directed. But I can't I cannot recommend it to anyone. Yeah. You know. So like, do, do you think some of the intention for the Twin Peaks revamp is David Lynch trying to make it right? Um, well, he he completely admits that it wasn't his fault. I mean, it, he, was, it wasn't. Yeah, it was he, just he a, it was studio the, uh, interference. They wanted to know. He never wanted it to be out. Yeah, it was. The, he never wanted yeah. it to See, be like, said. I I think it's I there's a side of me that wants to believe it is some of that, and and if it is true, it's for the wrong reasons. But I on um, movie web today, one of their headlines uh, was um, Joe Joel Schumacher apologizes for Batman and Robin 20 years later. Not not that he's he's apologized a hundred times since then, but like, I guess he was somewhere and he talked about it. Mm-hmm. Then you maybe went into more detail. But, like, it kind of like pisses me off when I see stuff like that because it's it's not his job. We talk about that. We don't like, we don't like it when anyone apologizes for shit. We yeah. didn't like it when The Rock was like the critics made Baywatch not successful. Fuck. Don't worry. Don't comment on it. Don't. Yeah. Don't. I never liked it when Clooney was chat on. On. Uh, well, I never liked. Yeah, that. I thought that was always bullshit. It is. It. It, it was it, the right decision at the time. You were in it. You signed the paperwork. You. you collected yeah. Like the check. how do you not 
you didn't like, donate the money away, right? Into that movie, right? And Affleck yeah. did it with Daredevil. Yeah. Well, Daredevil's fine. Yeah, like Daredevil. I mean, Daredevil's fine for what it is. It is it's fine. No, I, I do. That movie, I still like Daredevil. That movie had real excitement when that came out too. When Daredevil, yeah, came made a ton out. of money. Super great opening excitement. weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, there was this interview with Michael Caine, and what was he in Jaws two or Jaws three? Jaws the Revenge. It's the Three one, or four. Like, and he bangs Roy Schneider's wife in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is all. <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole, like, scenario there is more interesting than the shark stuff. Because you're like, he's banging Roy Schneider's wife. Right, who, Brody's wife. Whose family was now terrorized, the like, last, repeatedly The last, the last starfighter. The last starfighter was yeah. his son. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, this interviewer was, like, getting smug with him. And he's saying, how could you... How could you make Jaws of Revenge? Didn't you know how awful of a movie that was while you were making it? And Michael Caine said, Jaws of Revenge bought me, like, my first Malibu house. <laughs> okay? Right. And it's and that's the intention of the movie. The intention of the movie is for the people who make the movies to buy houses and nice cars and to live in these, in these exotic it's, places. Look, it's whatever it's not, makes sense at the time. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, it, I, I just think that if, if, I think you need to own, if you own your wins, you own your mistakes. Whatever. It, it was the right yeah, decision at the time. That's very, that's good. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 you get them both. Um, real quick, uh, we're going to try and close out here. Did you have anything mm-hmm. else to roll through? No, the only thing I'll go over next next is uh, uh I'm gonna finish up American God. So I've been I watched, I think I talked about it. You before, said the where, first episode for that was tough to. Yeah, I didn't love it. Up. So, but I I think episode five something kind of flips, and and I know that I keep saying like I don't want to wait for it, What's but there was enough that there was enough thread in it, and then when episode five hit, it just some a couple, and I and I almost feel yeah, you that got those sparks. You got that. I feel that there's sometimes they're too in love with it. Like I feel that that's the way the preacher was it that the people were too close. Yeah. And that the that they they were trying to adapt it so faithfully that they can't see it. Right. So I feel like once it hit someone else, a different director directed it, um, and I and I was like, man, that was, and I wanted to watch the next episode. Normally, I'd be like, yeah. okay, and I would wait a couple of days. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, I have a little time. Let me try to watch it. But I know that I think it ends around eleven or twelve. Okay. And I don't love it that it's not it's not, but there's so many characters and now they're all kind of converging. Okay. Whereas before you get bits of someone, bits of someone, yeah. you're kind of following Which kind of keeps it going. And then um, now they're all kind of hanging out together, or someone mm-hmm. keeps showing up. So there's um, there's a couple of characters in it that are interesting. There's a technical boy mm-hmm. who is just somehow, like, connected to... He, when he shows up, he literally, like, almost like nanotechnology appears. Mm-hmm. So, like, he gets thrown... Um, Shadow, the main character, gets thrown into a limo, and then this, like, character appears, and he looks... Uh, uh, it's just like he's very like emo, and then there's <laughs> then there's another character who is like I think her name's Technology or something like that, and it's it's Jillian Anderson. She shows up as, on TV as as Lucy. So Lucy shows playing, and all of a sudden, uh. it's Jillian Anderson as Lucy, and she starts talking to him, and the and he's like, what? So he unplugs the TV because he thinks this is something crazy, yeah. and all the TVs turn back on, and she's Technology, and then there's uh, there's basically like almost like a Thor character in it. Yeah. There's Mad Sweeney who's a um, a leprechaun, a bad leprechaun, okay. like a giant, like yeah. Seamus-looking, scary Sheamus. redhead guy. You yeah. know, I love um, Seamus. Right. So, <laughs> so there's there's enough going on in it that I hope that it like and, and every time because the thing that kind of bugged me about it is I feel that 
just like we talk about all these media outlets that they just like they they know the properties so they just love it before yeah. it's even out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the first the, when the first trailer when the first yeah, which show is, came which out, which is weird because they were like such an adulation eight out of ten for that. Yeah, and I watched the first episode. I'm like, what are you watching? Like I didn't like I, I'd give it maybe yeah, six. You said that before, you yeah. know. And then like the next episode was like nine out of ten. And then I watched that. I'm like, I'm barely finishing it. I'm yeah. ba- I'll hold. I'm trying. What well, it's I'm really trying. Yeah, I like but people involved. Yeah, but that's I like the concepts. That's the uh, like the tribalism that is a part of like where we are now. And that's we're, what we're trying to like. We're trying to fight that shit. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Th- I think it's like expose it, understand it, grow from it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's healthy to. Again, it's like look. Of course, look, I say that, but I ignore every fault at Riverdale, and I love it. <laughs> like, well, oh, no, I'm not. Look, and there's, you know, but that's the thing. But I do know it falls apart, but like, I, I like, I to but, me, the earnestness of it's yeah, like enough. But, but you know and what? It starts like, great. Here, here's here's the importance, and here's where like there's gravity to what <laughs> we're doing. We're not. We're sitting down. We're having right now a three-hour conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're we're dissecting this stuff. Not not just now. We're going to be talking about Riverdale the next time we sit down. Mm. We're going to be, like we've talked about it before, uh, look at the coverage we've done on Wonder Woman. We have maybe about, I'll say about three to four solid hours of Wonder Woman conversation. And I'm being right. conservative. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because all that pre-hype, do we think it's going to matter? Is it going to have any influence? Yeah. Okay. Is it? Is anyone going to care? Pete's frustration with BVS. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay, but no. But now um, we're on the second weekend, and it beat a Tom Cruise film. It did. Beat it's a interesting. Tom Cruise film. Yeah, uh, Tom Cruise film that that had um, Z- with Russell Crowe in it. <laughs> with Russell, with Gladiator. With hand, with handpicked. Oh, you're not with hand-picked people. That's the thing is he yeah. handpicked everyone as part yeah, of this. Like he gets signed on, and then he's like, "I'll do it so long as I give all my butt, like everyone yeah. I know." Well, he, and that's protecting. Look, he has a, he's a brand. He well, is his own well, brand. No, you know what? You know what it is though. It's I think it's a little bit different. It goes the other way around, because sometimes he owes them movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, like um, where the worlds got made, when they uh, he he owed, I think it was maybe Paramount did War of the Worlds. Like mm. they had to deal with DreamWorks. Was he with whatever. Kennedy? Was he was he was with Kathleen Kennedy for I, that stuff, I mean, right? I think so. Yeah, but he he still owes them a movie, and they're like, hey, you like, um, like you gotta do something, and he like the previous movie that he made, Steven Spielberg, like they chit chatted. Spielberg <laughs> did something else. He wasn't available, and then he he just called Spielberg. Like he literally hung up the phone, called Spielberg, and was like, hey. You want to do something? And Spielberg's like, yes. And then he's like, hey, how about a movie with me and Steven Spielberg? <laughs> and then they're like, uh, holy shit, yes. See, like, he, he's the only actor that le- legitimately, where, wherever he sets up his tent, he makes that studio money. Mm-hmm, and he has, sure. he has the longest track record of doing that in anyone in Hollywood history. So the, I, I feel like the Dark Universe, just based on the talent that's around the movie, the Dark Universe was like their idea. Okay? And they're, they're wedging like maybe some things that the studio wants or decided on later than sooner or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it feels like a little disjointed. It just seems like untargeted or... Um, that's why I'm also very curious about the movie because I'm, because I just want to know like what the intent of the movie was, 
going in with fresh eyes because people are disappointed in, in the mummy because it's not scary. Mm-hmm. And then right. I'm like, like, uh, like, the trailer has an airplane spinning. Um, like, why would you think it was scary? Like, you know, like when I, mean, I think I'm numb to Tom Cruise yeah. yelling. <laughs> yeah. He's ah. in a plane, out of a plane. Ah, yeah. Like you know, he's doing this weird. Yeah. And then I, I just, I just think I'm, I'm immune to Tom Cruise at this point. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm oh, no. I've seen I, everything. But, but uh, real quick, getting to why we're different. Real quick, that like the gravity mm-hmm. of our one woman discussion. We're we're not sitting down trying to make a three minute video, where we describe a movie that twenty is, minutes after we saw it. Yeah, twenty and minutes have it, and have it up half hour after right. that. Uh, it's a three minute video. That, let's just be generous. Seven minute video. Mm. The the what what we're reviewing took might have taken you know in one woman's case. Let's conservative, 15 years to make. Okay. 15 years to make. Thousands of people involved with the production of that movie. Um, layered movie. A movie that actually has a multimedia history. But we're rushing to get a seven-minute review done just because. Just because mm-hmm. we think that's the way it's done. No, no. Dream Warriors has gravity because we actually have hours of conversation on one thing and and our opinions sway and we go back and forth mm-hmm. and, and it's embraced like we're not done talking about Riverdale mm-hmm. Riverdale can keep going and this is a part of like I want to do these like compilation cut episodes um, maybe just to put them on YouTube but it's going to be like all of our Wonder Woman comments put together right. as like a greatest hits type thing okay, okay. yeah yeah, you know, and I, I need people to. We can have like all like the best of our Stanley arguments. That could be a thing. Yeah. That should be a thing. <laughs> that should be a thing. I haven't had one of those in a while. We'll do one. We'll do one next time. Next time we'll do one. I want to go really deep into Stanley, for one reason, because I have a an urgency for it. Because I know he got sick. He was ill. I don't want to rip into him if if he dies. I think it's. It's, it before he dies? it's bad for him. Yeah. So, or after, right after he dies, we'll have that episode. Well, we'll we have it. to wait. I would like to do it before he dies. Mm. He was, he, you know, he was, he's going around promoting Black Panther already. Uh, so I had a weird thought. Yeah. I know we're going to wrap up, but, like, I had a weird thought earlier when we were talking about the Watchmen thing. Do you think 100 years from now, when, you know, someone else, when our children yeah. are doing Dream Warriors, maybe? Um, I don't know. There you go. Like, or our grandchildren, like... Well, first you have to find my kids. Do you think <laughs> they're all over Philadelphia? <laughs> franchises. Um, <laughs> you set up franchises, <laughs> but the like. Do you think that, um, just like the Watchmen characters are just side by side with Superman? Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yes. do you think that yes. that's yes? I think, we'll, and no one's going to be like. I think back in the day, like, is it going to be like? No, no, that won't even because you know what? People will be less principled than that time, and and Alan Moore stands against the corporate empire and I'm not saying that in, in a bad way but against DC Comics will seem more alien mm-hmm. same as Washington crossing the Delaware will, seems alien to us mm-hmm. okay you can even go back to like even the, like the different translations of the Bible on age Abraham's 800 years old like you know what I mean there's there's all sorts yeah. of things that the, that the myths of that passing through 
uh, all the Zeus, all the all the Norse yeah. mythology, all the Greek mythology. I, I will say this: can 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 I leave with a Jesus scenario? As don't don't. I guess we don't always, but we should. Maybe we should. We should. Yeah, sure, let's, why not? let's do that. Let's just talk Jesus real quick. Um, yeah, you know, and, and you know what? I'm gonna put this one out to your father because I know he's listening. <laughs> he's okay. every second. I know he's listening. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so do do you know like what Rome did to the unborn like to the young children around that time? So Pilate was the I want to say was like the governor. Um, I'm forgetting who the emperor was, but Pilate was the governor. Okay, and he when these stories of like what was happening in the desert with the Messiah. Now um, he has risen, all, all, like all this shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, it what they do is they go and they kill all the babies because they're like, well, he's got to be out there. We don't want like we don't want our way of life to go away, right? So they kill all these children. Yeah, and and this is kind of like you now like we're talking historical fact, mm-hmm. okay? They they kill these children, just murder them, like. 10,000 of them or some ridiculous number, okay? And the interesting thing that the, with this one part of, like, this, like, story that, that interests me when it comes to Jesus, okay, is that, um, you know, like, Rome, a lot of things that the Romans built, they're still here, right? Mm. Like, most of the opulent things, like the Colosseum, the government buildings, okay, um, the slums that surrounded the Colosseum have, like, long burned away. But these other structures, which are advanced, okay, um, you know, they were masters of, like, uh, some would create, you know, like, adopted from the Greeks, but things like the aqueducts. Like, they had, like, sewage. They had plumbing. They had fresh water flow. Um, you know, they, they understood lead, and they, they kind of maybe technically lead poison, slowly lead poisoned themselves to insanity and death. But they, like, they knew metals and they knew the use of metals and, and they knew the line, like, they lined their pools with lead, like, a lining. Okay? So, like, the Roman, what the Romans did wasn't far from, like, where we are now. Like, I, I firmly believe, like, it, someone from ancient Rome gets transported here. It's almost like Bill and Ted's. Where, like, there's a little, like, ooh and ah, mm-hmm. but these guys get it. Like, Beethoven gets a keyboard. Like, they're, like, Romans could walk around, like, Philadelphia today, and, and they're not going to be shocked. Like, there's nothing, like, too far from, like, what their way of life already was. Mm. Sure, like, computers, email, like, that fucking phones and shit, but you, they would get it. They would get it. And, you know, Rome essentially was, like, you can say, like, a, a society kind of built on engineering and science. Okay. Um, they don't seem, like, superstitious, even though, like, they had their, like, pagan gods and things like that. But they weren't, like, you know, they weren't dumb fucks. They were, like, really intelligent, like, mm. aggressive people. So what would scare these people? What would, like, really scare them to kill 10,000 babies? Okay, so you're there. You're doing your governor job. You're dealing with trash and, mm. like, you know, stupid shit. Like, this motherfucker, like, come into my office or whatever. <laughs> and, like, but you start hearing stories. 
like this thing happened in the desert and this and that and it comes from like a couple people and like all right comes from a few more now you start hearing it from people that are in your circle like you trust these people and then you send people out and then those people come back and they're like yeah we think it's we think it's it's good yeah like we think it's something so Rome and its opulence, right? And the, and the governors live very well. Rome and, and someone in Pilate's position and pure opulence and protection. And there's no threat. There's no fucking threat. There's no hocus pocus. You don't believe in hocus pocus, even during that time. Mm. So if it wasn't truthful from what these people were seeing, if it wasn't true, if he wasn't hearing true accounts from people that he trusted, what would freak him out enough to kill 10,000 kids if it wasn't true? Mm. And that's your Jesus story. That's an <laughs> easy question that no one can answer. Mm. The believers can answer the question because it happened. Jesus the believers. was real. The believers? Believers. Believers. Oh, I think meant Justin Bieber. Beavers. The bo- 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 <laughs> <laughs> now, now you, I can't even say it now. <laughs> Because of you, yes. the beavers. But see, but like, but isn't that like an interesting <coughs> idea, though? Mm-hmm. That like, the Romans, they're by their society alone. It's not like they believed in hocus pocus, right? They these were men of science and engineering. Okay, um, yeah, they built like even the, the systems around their armies were like insane, insanely advanced, mm-hmm. and it's like, what would scare them? Why would they even care? They're like, hey, hey, uh, there's Messiah's in this desert. And they're like, fuck you, okay, like, can I get back to work now? Like, mm-hmm. I don't fucking care about this shit. No, hey, there's a, um, there's some shit happening in the desert. <laughs> okay, like, all right. And then, like, a week goes by. Dude, I did a quick, like, like, charcoal drawing here. What is this? It looks like there's a light shooting into the sky. Yeah, dude, that's what I saw. Okay, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, like, it, mm-hmm. they hadn't been convinced it was real. And I, and the only... I, I, and I do believe this. The only reason why they're convinced it was real is because it kind of... what It hadn't been real to trigger that type of reaction. Mm-hmm. And I know that's circumstantial evidence, but, you know, O.J. Simpson got off in circumstantial evidence. And uh, we're just ended there. But don't fit. You must have quit. <laughs> so many Seinfeld references. Mm. Well, would you consider that a Seinfeld reference or a? Uh, That's where it morphs literally. It was a fact, but then it literally morphs yeah. into a Seinfeld reference. <laughs> and just, to, just to also the strangeness. I think I sent you. The, I don't think I sent you the video, but I did tell you that Kato Kalin did the. Dude, he that, was the MC yes. of the uh, of the costume contest of the that Wizard World. That is like the craziest, which is the thing. weirdest thing because my thing. girlfriend was like. If you go, if I went up to him and asked him like what he's famous for like what yeah what would he possibly say what would he say what can you say what if, you know well I would like at that point though he would like it's me from AJ Charles it's me the Kato and I, and you know what's funny is I watched I ended up just going on YouTube and just watching like the best of Kato no way yeah there's like a seven minute there's video gotta, it's like the right, best I gotta watch it's that. pretty fun that's awesome it's pretty fun. That's- and he he did the uh, I'll see if I can find it. He audit he um he hosted the the Rob Liefeld uh, Q and A. What? Yeah, yeah. So was he just like a, a Wizard World employee? He just, uh, I guess. It's hey good. man, you gotta do something. Keep on going. It's a good gig. 
Well, like, wouldn't you and I kill for that gig to travel around the conventions? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm a little more qualified. I didn't help you're debate, a, you know. A, but you know what, though? I never helped murder anyone. I never helped to, like, you know, I never <laughs> helped cover anything wait, up. or wait. Just so we're on record now. Because, you know, we can, this can be used against you. <laughs> Are you saying right now that you have not murdered anybody? I have not. What? Nor an aided or abetted. This is a Dream Warriors exclusive. Exclusive. I thought we were going another way with that, but that's fine. Oh, no. I well, thought, I thought well, OJ's in jail, right? Were you good with that? He's, he's, in he's in jail for breaking and entering, stealing back his own sports memorabilia mm. from a, I think, a, an ex-gallery owner or collector Weird. or someone that had to deal with him. Then he was, yeah, that's what they eventually got him for. Yeah. And they got him in civil, <laughs> in civil court, which is really weird because, what, like, you're found innocent in one court, but then now this court said, like, doesn't innocence in one kind of qualify, like, take precedent over? Pretty much. The other, I don't understand how that stuff works. This is a crazy country sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every day. I can't, I can't, every day. We are talking about OJ. It's relevant. We took our own red pill. (laughs) 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 Hey, listen, last year there was what? There was a, 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 a huge documentary. A super long yeah, ESPN with, uh, plus with plus the, a drama, a scripted drama yeah. with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Travolta. Wait, so Travolta's in that? Travolta plays Kardashian? Dershowitz? Oh. One of them. Okay. Plays, a, plays a white guy. Plays a white lawyer. You can't say that on the show. We're not. We're, we're, we're colorless. Right now. <laughs> plays a lawyer. <laughs> we're colorless on Dream Warriors. That's the end of it. So, so, so I, I want to know from, from, from your pops what, what he thinks of my, uh, if he agrees with my we'll Jesus scenario. It. Who wouldn't? With that evidence? Well, I, he likes it when you go all history. It's, history. it's, it's a, uh, it's a, um, it's a, uh, it's 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 a path of logic and reason like that's that's what that's extrapolated from and and i'll tell you one thing like there's um there's not much of that right now like we're mm. we're not in an age of, of reason we're literally in an age of howling at in the, the age of ultron it's fucking, it would be better than this fucking <laughs> I'll tell you right oh, now. Oh, boy. All right. Signing off. There any we last, go. Any last words? Dream Warriors signing off. 39. It's a good one. We're on the way. The path to 50. Yeah, I love We're it. doing yeah, it. Yeah. For, uh, we, I, I kind of do want to do something for, for 50. Like, try and make We're going to. Like, I, I would like to get. Shots. I would like to get everyone here. Like, all the Dream Warriors. Get lots here. of mics. Yeah. We'll do the, the your open mic, the mic with the thing. Yeah. The directional mic. Right. We'll stream it. We'll do maybe we'll do the streaming. We, I would uh we could launch something on Facebook with it through the uh, mm-hmm. Facebook channel. Um I, I would like to but you know, we're talking like a good chunk of people that already contributed. And mm-hmm. there might be people between now and then too. So many marks or so many marks would be here? Well, no. Marks and There's only gonna be one mark because before we do that show there's going to be a murder the other there's going to be a mark with the C death match oh okay yeah that's it so I win (laughs) (laughs) well the other marks are small you can the confidence no that mark isn't that the third mark it wasn't the other mark who was the St. Paddy's Day mark that was marked with a K that's that's marked with a C too he's marked with a C right the other the guy I don't know is marked with a K was St. Paddy's Day mark yes okay yes yes right yeah he's not on the show 
He's on the show now. No, I'm I'm trying to like. There's a um, there's a girl I know that watches a lot of wrestling. Like mm-hmm. she's really into it. She she works in the city and she's kind of like a waitress and or like bar like waitress bartender and she has fucked up hours. But I've been trying to get her here to do wrestling stuff with me because I I want the show to like go into these other interests, you know, and like even dissecting like that mentality, mm-hmm. like. Like the wrestling mentality, the person dedicated to WWE versus um, the guy that's read Wolverine, mm. and by Wolverine (parentheses) every effing issue, everyone. And you know what? Get the f out. Get the f out. As, yeah, as it see, relates to, to wrestling. Uh, to the attitude right. there. Yeah, good call. See, there you go. Right it's there. a callback. But up, bump. Okay, <laughs> signing off. Uh, let's go. We're done. Road to fifty. Yeah, road to fifty. I like it.